Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing? Movie, go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blurry of the Dark Crystal. Press play and press pause. When the universal logo fades to black at the first time you perceive of all black, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except of course with four friends in your head. Dot com. You see what we did? It's because it's the website. Anyway, uh, your friends this week are myself, as always, Teague Christie, Chloe, Chloe Z Zimmerman. Damn it. I was, I was going to do that. Done. <laughs> Master, Master Zap. Master Zap. Master Zap. Anderson. Anderson. Hello, Governor. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to say your first name because we always say it wrong. And we then Trey the Amazing line. Stokes. Hey. All right. If, I'll, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, see, she totally stole my bit. I was going to. Mm. You can just say Gelfling. You had a I was gonna, I don't, tons I'm not, of sketchy stuff. Yeah. Well, whole pre I don't thing. cosplay as a Gelfling anymore because no one gets it. <laughs> anyway, so The Dark Crystal, 1982, directed by Henson and Oz. So that right there is like several sweet spots intersecting. And I hadn't seen this movie until just a couple of years ago. And I'd always heard about this. I actually hadn't seen Labyrinth until a couple of years ago either. And I've still never seen Willow. Um, and I don't know how they're all related. <laughs> Boy, are you going at it in exactly the wrong order? I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I kind of like Labyrinth. I, I like Dark Crystal more than Labyrinth, I think. But Dark Crystal's kind of a weird fucking movie. It's, it's charming and really fascinating in terms of this is a movie from 1982 where no human ever appears on screen but it's not animated it's just all puppets all animatronics all this um, it's amazing amount of work just to get this movie to happen at all and then you, you sort of take a step back from that and go do i like watching this movie and i find that i actually kind of don't care that much I, I don't find it to be that involving of a movie really i mean it's fascinating to watch but it's sort of i saw a review that said it's like a puppet show knockoff of Lord of the Rings that feels like a puppet show knockoff of Lord of the Rings. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't agree with that so much, but I, I see where they're coming from. I was talking to my friend who said that when I was asking her if she preferred this or Labyrinth, she's like, you can't compare them because Labyrinth is a pop culture movie. This, The Dark Crystal, is like a pet project. This is something that Henson was wanting to do forever. And you bring in Jim Henson and Frank Oz and Brian Froud and all the wonderful people at Henson Studios and you can get some really impressive looking shit and ultimately make a movie that I find almost too scary to watch. <laughs> Uh, but it's not one of my favorites, but I think it's rad. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this commentary. Chloe Z, what's your whole thing with Dark Crystal? Um, I actually came to this late. I saw it as a teenager, but wow. still loved it a lot. I was really intrigued by the depth of the world that they built and the mythology. I have the next tattoo I'm getting is one of the Skeksis symbols. That's how much I love this movie. <laughs> wow. Um, That's a sentence I've never heard spoken aloud before. I liked how much came through with the puppets, how much was expressed and relatable to me as a teenager with the self-doubt of the main character. And it was the hero's journey, but it was also, you got to see a lot of internal monologue just because it was puppets and there wasn't a whole lot of ways to do that without VO. So They're actually telling you how they feel about things. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't do it any other way. Yeah, I know. That's, and that's cheap, but it also helped for It does me. make it more accessible. Yeah, it's I think so. I always found that with books where it's easier to make a character that you understand in a book than in a movie because in a book you can hear what they're thinking and you can hear how they respond to things as opposed to seeing what they do in response because you know you think about something before you respond in any way and your response might be a calculated thing on part of your personality but what you're thinking is who you are and it's always easier to come across when they're telling you what's going on in their brain so i hadn't thought of that that they use the vo and that helps but that's cool zap Yes. Welcome to America. Thank you. I'm Swedish bastard. totally jet lagged out of my head right now. It's uh, probably four 
Yeah, three forty-three a.m. Swedish time. So I see if I can down. if I can even put together a, a coherent sentence. That will be amazing. You come to America, well, we give you beer and a taco, and put you on the show. You're exactly. Right no, no, but this was by desi- desire. So I'm I'm glad yeah, you, to be here. You called this meeting. I totally did. Yes, <laughs> your fault now. Well, I would have to, you know, give props to my uh, oldest son, Victor, because he really wanted me to do this. This is one of his favorite movies. And it's a movie that I really liked a lot. I saw it in theaters when it was new back in, I guess, 1982 then. I thought it was completely awesome. There's some really cool stuff in it. Uh, And then I didn't see this movie for many, many years because... It wasn't really available. I, I'm not sure there ever was a VHS copy. If there was, there was never one I could access. Then came, I was just googling it here, I think 99-ish, when the DVD came out. I saw this and like immediately ordered the DVD from like the other side of the planet. I didn't even own a DVD player. I ordered a DVD. A detail. Right. <laughs> I needed to see this movie. So it was not the order, get a DVD player, acquire DVDs. No, no, no. I got the Dark Crystal DVD. Then I picked out a DVD player worthy of playing it. And so, did it live up to your expectations? And live up to my expectations. You just hoped the format kept going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hoped well, it wasn't you know, the, wasn't an HD DVD. Yeah, I hoped it so wasn't the HD. I'm so not an early it. adopter, really. I'm just a Dark Crystal adopter. Yeah, exactly. When that comes out on whatever the next thing is, I'm probably going to buy one of the next things. I bought a, I bought exactly. a, my first VHS player because of Amazing Stories. And what a, dis- oh. what a disappointment that turned out to be. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Still had the VHS player, though, so it wasn't yeah, totally VHS lost. panned out, so yeah, it was okay. that, that stuck around. Trey, what's your thing with the Dark Crystal? Did you see this back in the day? I, of course I did. In, in 1982, I was already a working puppeteer, so it was like the law. I had to go see it. Um, in 1982, that was what I was doing. I, that was my job. That was my career. I wasn't in the movie business at all because I'd just gotten out of film school. And one thing that I learned in film school is I didn't want to be in the movie business. So <laughs> I guess I'm stuck just with my... What was my part-time job as a puppeteer, I guess, is now my life. So so it was, you know, totally in the in the air supply. Oh my God, the Hensons are doing this total fantasy all puppet. Oh my gosh, you know, it just you had you know, no one didn't know about it. Everyone it's the had, avatar of puppets. Exactly. And everyone had yep. the you know, the the there was the making of that you would, you know, see on PBS and the coffee table books and the art books and all that kind of stuff. So it was just, you know, as as in in the proto world of marketing in eighty two, it was as marketed as a movie could get. Um, so, so we were very familiar with it, and um, and then I finally you know, came out, and I went to see it. And then, thirty-two years later, uh, <laughs> this brings us to the present. Zap, Zap said that he really wanted to do a commentary on it, so I said, "Well, I guess I can watch it again." So you I poor did. bastard. So I did, and now I'm going to watch it for the third time. And I, there's not a lot of absolutes in the world, <laughs> but I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're about to be here for the last time in my life I'm going to watch The Dark Crystal because uh, uh, not a fan um, same similar to similar to basically teases. I, I'm totally impressed by the tech obviously I respect the technolo- technological breakthroughs and all the work that went into it but in the end uh, I, I didn't then and I don't now find it a very engaging interesting movie to watch um, and the problem is in in eighty two, I didn't really, I wouldn't, wasn't really able to articulate why I didn't like it. Now, after all the experience of, of you know, writing and directing and and all, four years of all the, the show, all the dismantling of movies we've done. Now I'm like, oh, okay, now I see why I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's a amazing uh, body of work that uh, I I don't enjoy watching. So you're at the point where the <laughs> but universe- I like talking about the technology. So that's what I'll be contributing. Uh, you're at the point where the universal logo has faded to black, like we are here. Put your finger on the button. Three. Two, one, Dark Crystal. 
I was really glad that this one started with because I have a thing with movies that happens every now and then where if I don't get it at the very beginning I become a petulant three year old and go fucking this movie sucks I hate it Uh, and this movie starts out with a fairly elaborate so here's the deal and here's the thing I will bet you a sizable sum of money that that's a late edition I would because I I, I kind of agree with you if you turn it off and don't listen to it and watch this this is a beautiful lyrical welcome to this world very sort of you know beautiful thing that somewhere a test audience consisting of people like you and or some executive said you have got to explain what the fuck is going on in this movie because a lot of the information in this opening speech is repeated yeah you actually get it again um, almost immediately so so I I I think that this sequence, I would, I'm betting that this entire sequence was actually meant to not have a voiceover. And a lot of the voiceover that you talked about, where the puppets are explaining what they're thinking, I think is also a late addition. Like trying to make it clearer. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to get through it. Now, in I think I would like the movie better if it had done that. If it had you know, just been like this weird just, art just, thing. You're an art film. Just cop to it. Just be an art film as opposed to trying to be a popular entertainment. Yeah, man. Now, these guys, these what are the, Skeksis? The Skeksis. Is that these guys mm. are so... Freaking terrifying Chloe and Zap. Yes. I don't know how you guys like watch this and say, Oh God, they're awesome. No, they're yeah. the scariest freaking thing I could they're think great. of when I was they a child. Rock. They're awesome. They're, like, they're my favorite part of the movie. Is they're, the they're fucking terrifying. Well, they're but, just yeah. grotesque, man. I mean, the scariest thing I can well, think of. Well, they're the evil half of everyone. Yeah. All of yeah. us. One of the scarier th- things I can think of in my, you know, when I saw this was when, you know, they stripped down the one oh in, yeah in like, oh. oh god well you don't know that they're gonna Put strip the him back down on. yet you, you think they're gonna like eat him alive by the way he's like l- unleashing these blood curdling screams yeah you don't know what's going on it's like ah and it's just yeah man well nightmare this, this fuel. movie has a has a tone issue and not, not a tone issue so much as a, as a content issue because is this for kids not really not for young kids I was, um I, and, I, and, I think, and they went back I and forth on could it deal with that because originally apparently one of the one of the original intents was um spoiler when the land striders go over the cliff they were going to have the baskets full of pod people still on board oh wow uh, and someone said that's a bit much maybe we shouldn't have that <laughs> but i was like that that would have been awesome talking about that <laughs> scene where the guy gets killing of the innocent that yeah. scene where the guy gets stripped in the chat room gibtown says i literally fled this the theater yeah i was six but <laughs> who wants to see a naked skexis not me <laughs> I'm out. I was actually asking myself that question earlier when I was just, it's, you know, it's one of the little checklists of things I ask myself about a movie when I don't know how I feel about it. What is the tone of this movie? And the answer I came up with was serious. Like the tone of this movie yeah. is serious. It's not particularly. It's definitely it's, not a comedy. There's yeah, yeah, one or two little gags. It's, yeah, it's, it's not very lighthearted of course at all. You could use a couple more boy. jokes, quite frankly. <laughs> it's about the good and evil in all of us and that it's not defeated and that, you know, one can't exist yeah. without the other. Yeah, and, slow you know, clap for Bla- Brian the Froud there. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, I love you, Brian he's Froud. the hero of it. Is, is you know, it's Absolutely. again, this is a triumph of of puppet building and production design is really the strongest part of it, and really kind of the reason it exists. And it's the unfortunately, it's the story and the and the the directing that and a lot of the choices are, are the downfall of it. Zap, what was your uh, thing with this when you first saw it, and then like ongoing and like showing it to your kids and all that? What 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 appeals to you about the movie? Just the big triumph over good needle thing. I think it's such a nice, is uh, you know, it's a fairy tale story in a way, but just that it is more kind of adult and more grown up. It's not really a, a children's movie, as Trade said. It's not even if yeah, I showed it to my kids, probably way too young. But um, 
it, it's really more an adult movie. And, you know, about this time, uh, the heavy metal magazine was kind of popular. And it yeah. also had lots of this kind of adult fantasy kind of things. Of course, there was a large-breasted women on those magazines a lot. Oh, well, obvious. One yes. way of getting there or another, you get there. So I remember seeing about the, the Dark Crystal on, like, the back, the, this whole, the opening scene thing with this castle thingy was, like, on the back of a, a, uh, a heavy metal magazine. And I saw, like, I need to see this movie because it looks awesome. And, Are you talking uh, about, like, guar and that kind of thing? Or, like, there's this big fantasy monsters aspect to the rock and roll? Is that what you're talking about? Maybe not guar in particular, but when, like, Just, when metal would integrate all these, like, weird, like, demons and Dungeons and dragons shit into their themes about what they're singing about. Is that is that what you're talking no, about? I'm, I'm talking about specifically... Um, heavy Metal was a magazine in the 80s, which was, like, a sci-fi... Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about oh, Heavy Metal no, no, music. No, 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 oh, my no, no, God. No, no. T doesn't know what Heavy Metal is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you need to see oh, sorry, the movie. Before my okay. time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about the music. I'm like, like, no, 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 no. There was a magazine... Uh, heavy metal back then, and movie. which and a movie, which had a beautiful. <laughs> yeah. it, the, the poster was beautiful. The actual yeah. shot in the movie, not so much. Yeah. They didn't have the money to animate oh, this. Man. That oh man, that was not a movie to show ten-year-olds. Yeah, no, oh, for boy, sure not. There's, there's some twisted shit in that. I will say, um, I think as much as I, the Skeksis are are exactly what they're supposed to be i actually my favorite characters are the mystics mm-hmm. in the movie i think i think they're the ones who are the most successful as really? as characters at communicating um, being a real thing and not and, a and feeling person? like that's a, that could be a real as opposed to <laughs> contrast wow um the uh what the, what the hell these are gulflings which is <laughs> a very very bad choice across the board but the um i think the mystics and it's probably because we don't get as much screen time with the mystics too um but they they work. Well, I think as... the bulk of the whole concept kind of mm-hmm. helps insulate them from more design flaw. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, like if there's enough room for them to for the puppeteer to fit in, and you kind mm-hmm. of it's less. There's more room for error because they're much slower moving, mm-hmm. and they're kind of well. Honestly, as far, I, as, I, as, far as buying it as like a real creature that exists, like the yeah. Skeksis. Well, they look you know, more like dinosaurs. They do. It's, it's, well, it's well there's easier... a very specific thing that I think it is because the Skeksis have their weird dinosaur, creepy, like vulture Bird neck thing? skin texture. The mystics have this sort of elephant-y, dinosaur-y sort of skin texture. The gelflings, or gelflings, which is it? Gelflings. are supposed to be covered in skin. This is what we're yeah, supposed no, to be seeing on their face is yeah. skin, but it just looks like... This is the uncanny like valley of, the eight, of 1982. Yeah, right. The gel, is, here's the, 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 it's a, a, a sizable flaw for me in the movie, then and now, is the gelflings. And that's... No, I, I don't think they're entirely successful, but I give them yeah. benef- more benefit of the doubt than I otherwise would, and just because of Uncanny Valley in well, that's But that's the thing. It's like we're trying to, you know, it, this movie's trying to exist in a, in a trying to be its a world. And and like I said, the Mystics are like, okay, they, they just make the cut. The Skeksis just make the cut. The Gelflings are clearly puppets, and they're not even good puppets. So they, they made what I think is a a, a sizable error in judgment because they they basically went with hand puppets with cable controlled faces and that's the that's, most limiting possible kind of puppet as opposed to the skexies and and mystics which are which are muppets they are hand puppets basically is all they are and you can get so much more look at how much movement you know that old master can do here the subtlety of it subtle moves he can do and mr gelfling over here can only like do whatever you can do from 10 feet away by cranking a, a cable controller and, and i'm so glad you said that because i was honing in on that watching the behind the scenes where i didn't realize until I watch the behind the scenes. Oh, of course, the Gelflings are little, like, you know, they're... They're, they're hand they're, puppets they're for their gross body movements. Right. But their facial expressions are cable and their And their hands are also puppeted little devices. Yeah. And I was thinking, 
oh my god i wonder how much better this would have looked just the, the yeah. effect would have sold if they just scaled everything up a little bit so that you could be a person inside of a gelfling muppet thing which they do for any moving shot it's obviously a, you know a child or a little person actually but um, i was thinking like the hands in particular yeah there's a there's it's a little person who still works to this day it's not deep roy who you is the first one you always think of but it's another little person who is is still to this day works as a costume character little person hmm. he must have been very young at the time but um but see again and then the the master's hands are real hands as well they're just gloves right and and you can just look at the beautiful subtlety of what the master's doing versus whenever you go to a close-up of a gelfling they're very stiff they're very robotic they're very capable because that's what they are and you can't do anything better with them so my my choice you know in in retrospect if i can go back in time and tap jim henson on the shoulder and go make the gelflings just as fantastic as the other characters don't make them humanoid like that i think he was well just to play devil's advocate, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think he was trying to make something that could be identified. Well, with. that's the thing, but, but but that's the problem because then yeah. you're in the uncanny valley. Not to mention the fact that since they're so small, and you know you have to you know you have to do them that way, and you want them to have recognizable human expressions, expressions then at all. You, you've painted yourself into a corner, and this is what you get um, to do a pr- now. There have been amazing cable control facial expression puppets. But they are very rare. Um, Frank Oz directed one a few years later, um, but that's a little bit of a different story. But um, the most, the best one I've ever seen is the uh, talking brain gremlin from Gremlins Two. Yep. Which I've exam- which I've examined in close up because a friend of mine built that, um, and it's a phenomenal amount of work. And it's you know for one puppet, which they could have done here, but um, you know it's it's a huge huge amount of work, and the whole purpose of the brain gremlin was to go to the next level of cable controlled facial expressions and, and lip sync. So that was a massive amount of work which they just didn't have the ability to do here. And, and it's just, you know, the Gelflings are supposed to carry the movie and they're the least interesting characters to watch do things. Yeah. Even so Andre, not, nice you know, cloud tank work here though. Yeah, this uh, again the the technical side of the and movie. And soon we will come Upside to the backward in a milk tank. Yeah. 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 And we'll soon get to <laughs> a shot which I really want to ask you Trey mm. if you know how it was done. Okay. And it's there are marionettes of this, by the way. I spotted it, several marionettes. Yeah, the the death of the emperor. Oh yeah, how the hell is that? That's a nice bit. It collapses yeah. into it's, ash. It's fantastic, and I, I that's was like one of the shots that that really like stuck on me when I saw it in the theater. Like how the hell yeah. do you do that it did here's the thing about you know the technically again the technically the movie impressed me you know tremendously like i said j- just because i don't particularly love the gelflings but the gelflings are you know 30 percent of the movie and the rest of the movie is largely amazing um that was only seeing it one time 32 years ago there were moments that i still remembered very clearly and the dis- and the dissolution of the emperor was absolutely one of them uh, i could still go i had and it's a, it's a running joke that I will still quote, even though I don't care for the movie that much. I will still go, I am still emperor, and then, you know, <laughs> pretend to be dead. Uh, so I remember wondering at the time how it was done. I have a theory. I don't know for sure. Um, I have a guess, but um, it's uh, it's just a wild I'll keep guess. an eye on it. I'll, yeah, I'm curious, too. I would guess they do it with what I would try to do is I would have, you know, basically rods stuck through some material, which is very, very fragile and kind of pull them out from behind to have it collapse. But still to be able to build something out of such a flimsy material at all, I don't know how you do it that's that's it, my that's my guess i mean again i without knowing either is my guess is yes some some coming it feels like yes that there's some sort of support structure that's being pulled out from underneath but it looks so fragile when it falls apart it's yeah. about to happen right here right it's, it's we're, yeah. doing, we're heading we're heading there any second yeah. wow <laughs> 
It's terrifying. <laughs> the kind of moment There's is a new show you though, so it's coming up. chosen poorly. It's, it's definitely a special rig, mm. but we're about to cut to it. And they're like, "Is he? Mm. Do you think he's dead? Do you mm. think he's dead? Yeah, he's dead." <laughs> now we're gonna, okay. I'm watching like, it. I'm watching it. And, and then he's gonna. You know, now it's yeah. There's that, actually that moment kind of exploded. See, you can, see, you see, it's pulling. There's something. Yeah, I think something. it's. I think it's a rubber understructure that's sort of a big balloon, basically, with a hard outer coating glued to it. And then they're just deflating and or pulling back on it. That's yeah. clever. And That's it's, clever. It's crushing, you know, it's okay, cracking and popping. However, it, it's so beautiful. And I remember... It's a great effect. It's when like, I saw fantastic. it in theaters, I was like, wow. It also, it, it also mimics the way that the rocks fall down off the castle at the end. Yeah. Which I like. That's, well, fractals. I really come. I really come back when we're looking at the Gelflings, talking about the success of them. Obviously, there's a big problem with articulation and expression on these guys, regardless, just based on the size of them and what you can do with that. But I really come back to the material. I think if they were like when was furry, Empire Strikes Back made? Oh, the same year. Yeah. I, I really wonder if like if they were furry like rodents or something that would have got you got yeah, you would have gotten farther. Would, oh, fur would have helped so much if you get farther away from it's. It's supposed to look like skin, but it just looks like kind of weird play doh. There's a furry joke in there somewhere. Oh yeah, well, fur fur always helps. Makes everything better. Dude, I went right? to Comic Con last year and I fell down a well, and the furries helped a lot there too. Yeah, they will. They will. They will rescue. You. They'll recognize you as. as They'll throw you down a suit first, and you have to put it on. Sure. But after that, they, yeah. after that, very all welcoming all people. And then you have to go to a party after. But other than that, yeah, I made but some you friends. Can sit still, and no one notices. Yeah. So By the way, fine. did you know how cheap it is to dry clean? A never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Aye, aye, aye. It's a kids' movie. Damn it. Now, what are the what are the plotting things? And what are the plotting things of this? It's funny how. And I'll just say this from the historical perspective. We we've actually recently, in some recent commentary, said, "Okay, enough with the chosen one trope." I said that in 1982 to this movie. I'm like, oh, God, not the Chosen One bullshit. Um, and the Chosen One... Is Chosen the same as Last of Your Kind? No, but they say specifically, Jem is the Chosen One. Yeah, there's they like a Skeksis prophecy about yeah. this one last And, and for someone who But has, if you're the last of your kind, there's not much yeah, of a choice. Like, yeah, you really, exactly. Anyone, is, you, you still exist. Not so much the Chosen One as the only one. Yeah, but, as uh, the one who's here. But my point is, as far as plotting and so on, it's like, okay, and this also is another clue why I think the, the voiceover came later and was a whole litany of, of things that someone said, I don't understand that, so you have to explain it, because um, only the voiceover says that, um, is for someone who's the chosen one and has been raised his entire life amongst the mystics who know the entire prophecy and know exactly how it works, he, does, he doesn't know shit about what he's supposed to they do. They didn't want to push him, they didn't. Oh, I see. That's very important. When the fate of the of the universe hangs in the balance, you don't want to overtrain someone for their role as the chosen one. They wanted him to per- pursue his weird double pipe fluting thing. Sure, you want to be free to do that. So this go one, to Europe, two. yeah, go to Europe. For it's a while. like if you're gonna do the chosen one plot, at least you know have the chosen one recognize you know it's like so master seriously what do i do it's like uh well first of all oh i'm dead so <laughs> you must face darth vader again <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks I, that's all i needed i've been meaning to god how long have you been here like 10 years i keep meaning to tell you what you're supposed to do <laughs> as the chosen one but it, okay look here's the thing there's a rock and there's a small rock and you put the small rock in the big rock that's really it you just got to get there and do it um, they're not rocks; they're minerals. Ah, minerals! There's the Breaking Bad reference. Thank you, Hank. For the dark crystal meth. Anyway, so the other thing that oh, the other no. thing that strikes me funny is is as much world building as there is, it's like the fact that every one of these Skeksis has a title. Like there's the Lord Chamberlain, and there's the there's the Emperor. It's like, but there's only the eight of you. I mean, what are you what are you in charge of? What are you ruling? The I little, manage parties. The little potato head people is like, all right, I'm the high chamberlain. Great. What does that mean? I make the hats. I'm the high chamberlain. 
That worship me. I'm the high chamberlain. <laughs> your little your little potatoes. Come on, let's do this. I'm a Skeksis. Let's get this. Let's get this, let's get this over with. Move it. I give out the parking tickets. <laughs> I validate the parking. <laughs> And I also am in charge. I of, own the car. Well, only the emperor gets to drink the essence. So exactly. Well, there's can... another plot point I have a question about because uh, the the uh, the alchemist or whatever his job is um, apparently has only just now, decades after wiping out the Gelflings, has only just now figured out that Gelfling juice is the only proper in- infinity juice. Oh, it's really good for you, though. Um, and and potato people juice does not do the job <laughs> as well. Um, this movie hates Ireland. Yeah, exactly. So so. You'd think they would have then maybe said, hey, maybe not so much with the, the genocide of the Gelflings. Um, no, but prophecy. Wasn't that how they died? <laughs> didn't they Didn't they die because the they dejuiced them yeah, all? Yeah, you, 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 could, you, could, you could make more of a plot point out you of that. You can only juice the people so long. Yeah, I guess so. In the chat room, Darth Praxis says, I still don't understand why, in fantasy, everyone rips off Lord of the Rings for their universe, but still insists on ripping off Campbell for the mythology. Yeah. Which is an interesting sort of observation. Maybe because Lord of the Rings is such a boring story, so they need About the Campbell. doing what you're told? I, I, well, yeah, well, yeah. I guess that, you know, that does... Lord of the Rings is a story that you read for scope, world, and character, but yeah. not really, like... For the story Not story. for, like, the fun of reading the book. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've it's never got through the romps. books. Never. I got through them as a kid, but, like, my dad read them to me, and it was a mm-hmm. thing. Did he yeah. do the voices? No. They I wish he did the There are voices. voices in it? No, just you, you know, can read, make up voices. Read the voices. Mmm, voices. Mm, voices. And my axe. This is one of the. One I have. Of the, yeah. This is one of the cleverer little. This is one of the cleverest little the concepts. Trial by stone. Is the fact that you know they whip out their giant uh, you know what bat levs oh. and they and they and they <laughs> do this whole say. thing. They do this whole thing where where even one like literally puts the one right to the other guy's throat and goes, "I'm going to totally mess you up." It's like, dude, just cut him. And then they the joke is, "Oh no, we're not going to fight with these." <laughs> we don't. What, that's we, weird. What are you talking about? It's like it's all about who can hit the stone harder. I'm like, all right, that's that's just twisted enough that I buy that as a well, real ritual. But I feel like this is one of those things where the first guy that would be like, well, I loosened it. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm I'm second emperor. I'm vice emperor. Well, that's now. that's the the strategy to trial by stone is you don't want to make your dent so far as to make the other person. That's right. That's so, right. but you gotta. So but then, there's. But then, how, but do they have multiple stones? Well, because the they clearly no, no, no. haven't broken it. Yeah, before. clearly they've played this game before. But who won last time, and how was that determined? <laughs> this method of choosing things has sucked for millennia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to totally end this. It's this like is the first time eight. anyone won. It's like that's an empty right. magic eight ball, you guys. What should we well, do? Every other time didn't tell us. Just got really, really tired, and then forgot they were fighting. Yeah. Maybe. So here we go. Here's the the. I, I have the weirdest with, with, I have the weirdest boner right now with the sound though like they're, they're like scre- he's like screaming and yeah, it's really he's, upsetting he's screeching and it's just yeah. what the oh. what's happening there's, there's also something and I don't know if it's a rubber bird chest yeah he's a little too rubbery there actually the job could be better either Trey or Zab I guess could have an equal chance of knowing this because Zap is all Mr. Sound guy anyway but what is it about uh. lo- many old movies but this one in particular I noticed it on where what's going on with the sound in general just sounds kind of shitty like a shittier recording it sounds a little bit like shittier dialogue. The, the the score might be a beautiful score, but the recording sounds kind of shitty. Well, for it's, one it's, thing, it's in loud 80, and in clippy. 80, one thing, and it's just uh, it's it's true for a lot of technical reasons. It's like in '82, we're talking about razor blades and mag tape is how the sound yeah. is edited. So it's just harder. And, and if duplicates you wanna, like, and masters and all that. If you want to refine something, it's like oh god, I got to peel this tape off and I got to do it again. It's it's you know it's just like with editing. Editing has become so much faster because it's e- it's just as easy to do. 
a thousand cuts per per minute now, as opposed to you, you couldn't do that. You know, when you're dealing with. I also didn't form. have the the ability to fit. You know, like spectrally to tweak like the equalizer yeah, sounds. It's that it's was just harder to do. Whatever you have, kind of lo-fi, just kind of crappy. Bandwidth. Yeah, I think it's personally also, also yeah, what be a great print because you know it's not a priority. So yeah, yeah, so what portable sound device did you have to record on some a dab recorder Nagra? the size of a car? Yeah, a well, Nagra, Nagra would Nagra. Have been the standard, but yeah. I, I bet there's almost I bet there's no production sound on this movie anyway. I mean, this whole movie's got to be post. Oh, good point. Yeah. So. They probably recorded, you know, scratch track just to, for something. But but that's another thing that's really kind of disappointing. There are literally 20 fans in that room right now. Exactly. This, that's another thing that's really kind of disappointing in this movie for a Muppet movie is the lip sync is really not good um, for the most part. But that's not yeah, so strange. If you, go, if you it was... watch the behind the scenes, Olger's voice is basically Fozzie Bear. Yeah. No, no. But really the thing weird. was, you know, originally they were supposed to use made up language and yeah. subtitle everything. And that's, so there's not supposed yeah. to be any lip sync. They were supposed to go like, oh, that's not yeah, see, see, again, another reason why, why this movie was trying to be much more, you know, much more of the dark, of the fantasy. And, and no, we're going to go a completely different world. And, you know, they don't even speak English and, and all these things. Like, no one understands what the hell is going on. No one wants to read your damn subtitles. So so there's a there's a whole other layer that's been kind of stuck on top of this movie that I just... There's I, going to be a handful of people for the next know, 30 years who will read your coffee table book and know what that's the right, going on. That's right. I understand what you were meant to do in I must movie. say the, yeah. gar- the Gartham are surprisingly su- successful, even though it's obviously yeah. just a guy in there exactly. and the legs are just and flopping just around hiding, randomly. Hiding the legs is best they can't yeah, yeah is they, that duvetine what the hell yeah i think it's literally just a much much more in a black drape and they you, know, you see how they always kind of keep their their hands down in the, yep. in the venus de milo yeah. position of uh, in the venus on the half shell of like oh don't look at my naughty leg bits <laughs> but uh but the, yeah they're kind of insane even though they're they're very mm. they're very low tech they've just got you know mm. legs that just kind of bounce around on the ground and like you know, they're, running. Yeah, but they're very successful it totally for, gets away with it now um, yeah. one of the other things that they did because they could, and it was what they were trying to do, and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, the Skeksis and the Mystics and and the and the Gartham are extremely cumbersome and difficult. I mean, if you look at the Skeksis, they they say that you know no one could do it could could do a scene with a master for more than ten seconds because otherwise you'll just go. I'm, yeah, because that's I'm, just your hand. Yeah, that's your hand sticking out. You're squatting and trying to walk when they're walking across the hills. I'm like, you poor bastards! Oh my god! So. So the Gartham, and I remember this from the making of the Gartham are so heavy that you know as soon as yeah, the take, take would be over, they would just hang them on a rack. You know, they got with the guy is still inside, but they would like there's a hook. Just take all the weight off of to them. just be able to take the yeah, because they just were like what stand. seventy pounds. Yeah, because they were built if, out of fiberglass. So. Yeah, they were huge. You can just see by looking at them that they're hugely heavy, yeah. and just you know so. When you get like ten of those guys all on the screen at once, and you don't have the ability to like selectively split screen, and oh, I'll retime that guy. It's like if they all got kind of where they were supposed <laughs> to go on a take, good, we're moving on because we're going to be all day trying to get these guys to all do the right thing at the same time. So Trey, how about Ogram? Agra is more successful, even though Agra and the Pod people are just—they're just Muppets, is all they are. But this—it's. Again, Augur's more successful, even though she is really more in Muppet world more than, simplistic. than in real world. Yeah, but that's but, their wheelhouse. Like, I think exactly. she's more and, successful and, because. And yeah, and, and also, well, because we're farther from the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. She's, she's not trying to be a humanoid. You know, she, she's actually, she really, I don't know who owes, I don't know if Yoda owes a lot to her. She owes a lot to Yoda, but yeah. it is Oz performing her, isn't it? So, I think um, so. probably. If it was this Fozzie, is after Yoda. If so. it was Fozzie's voice coming out, then, uh, you yeah. know, then that would be Frank Oz. So. <laughs> so yeah, she's- Fozzie, Frank Oz, that just happened in my brain for the first time. Oh, really? <laughs> T I L. Okay. Fozzie Bear, F 
Oz, I am I yeah. really the only one? Yeah. Zap, did you know that one too? No, I haven't honestly thought about it, but yeah. You're just wise enough not yeah. to get excited about things that you should yeah, have learned a long time exactly. ago. Now, see, Aura does have some cable expression. She's got a little mouth action that's going on. But unlike the Gelflings, her mouth is a hand activated. Yeah, well, One of my favorite lines enough. here, you know. Yes, that's, he's that's, dead. Oh, could be anywhere. Oh, then he could be anywhere. That's that's where the, you know, one of those, that's a moment where the movie's like, ooh, that was like a glimpse into like, the movie could have been that. The huge amount of backstory you did that does not show up here. Yeah. Just yeah. whimsy. There's, you know, and the there's, fact there's that, not yeah, a lot of whimsy in this That's funny, movie. but also fits the world. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I it's think, the, I mean, the cable expression, I don't know if I'm right about this, but there's just more you've got more real estate on Ogre's face to express, right? That's part so of that's, it too. Yeah. The, the, the Gelflings, their little, their little their mouths little, or what do you do with that? You know, what they is look there like to do? little Botoxed women with their faces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really they do, tight. They're like the real Whereas, housewives of, of uh, Narnia there. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> so, the Stepford Gelflings. Yeah. So, the Stepford Gelflings. So when Ogre with all of her like face bulk, yeah, as, you know, and she, hey, you know, she's got feelings. She's got some, you know, and, and uh, Olga does not give a shit. You see it on Yoda too. Yoda, Yoda has some cable operated functions, but mm-hmm. some of Yoda's facial expressions are created by Frank Oz, literally just crunching the foam from inside. Oh, yeah. And and you wee wee, you yeah, exactly. That's that's one of the least successful lines in the whole thing. But you wee wee, the sort of Kermit the Frog lips pursed yeah. movement with your fingers. Well, there's a very I've I've actually trained in the Muppet lip sync style, which is a thing. They actually teach that. There's a, there's a uh, and and uh, it's I don't know if the Muppets exclusively do it, but there's a Muppet way of lip syncing, which I trained under a Muppeteer and, and learned it. And uh, it's one of the keys of it. And it's, it's the key to good lip sync puppetry anyway is the first level of lip sync puppetry when no one knows what they're doing is they just kind of flail the hand and often they'll like bite down when they're supposed to be opening up. It'll be the reverse. It'll be how are you? And it's a closing on every syllable, which is exactly wrong. The next level where you're kind of good at it is where you can actually get every syllable mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. You can get every syllable like this. Hi, ho, I'm Kermit the Frog. Then the next Trey level. did a really impressive thing with his <laughs> Then the level of Muppeteering is you start dropping syllables so the puppet's face isn't as busy. Hi ho, uh, Kermit the Frog here. Interesting. You start doing a little bit less lip sync where, because the person's jaw doesn't actually move on every syllable, because the lips are doing a lot of, a lot of work. But I don't have uh, lips. So I'm pretending I have lips and only my jaw's working now. So it's, it's, there's, there's like levels of that. So cool. Okay. And, you know, and look, you'll go to the YouTube video that we'll have as an addendum with this, and I'll show you how to do it. So, so you see that in Agra because obviously that's Frank Oz, and you see that in the Mystics, but you don't see it in Jem because Jem is a cable and he doesn't have that you know fluidity. Yeah, just of his, bop, bop, of his bop, mouth. Bop, bop. He's got you know open clothes. Oh God! Can we talk about how awesome the Ori is for a second. That's that's an amazing piece that, of work. That's a set. That set. That's a hell of a set. <laughs> I just heard that word for the first time uh, like a month ago. Orrery. Yeah. O r r e r y. That's what one of that's what that is. That's what one of those is. Yeah. A, fu- a functioning map of like a solar system where all yeah. the balls are moving around yeah. each other on the right. I read it uh, the first the first time I'd ever read it was in a it was in a John Varley short story because uh, I just went through a whole bunch of his old stuff from the seventies and he has a a thing on Kindle called the John Varley Reader which fucking run don't walk. It's just a it's like a twenty dollar Kindle buy. It's a lot, but it's like six hundred pages. It's like twenty five great little short stories. And uh, there's a, a thing about, eventually there's a thing about Ori's in there, but I was like, what the hell is that? And you, you know, <laughs> punch on the button and uh, hold your finger over the words and it gives you a definition. And it's like, little model of the solar system where all the planets rotate. I'm like, huh, I didn't occur to me that those things would have a name. This sure is this is like a this is a step beyond. This yeah. is huge. This is, a, well, this is Tomorrowland. This is a hell, yeah. of, a, hell of a solar they system. basically built that shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Agra is very good. I think, you know, Agra is... is 
that they're hiding the techniques really well. Half the time she's a, you know, hand, hand waist up Muppet. Other time, time she's a costume character, but they're 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 splitting the difference really well. And as you mentioned, that was a great. That's a great, <laughs> great where she sits down, mm-hmm. right there. That's a pretty stunning achievement right there, and really well done. But like you pointed out, someone said Augur's got real hands too. She has she's big enough where she has yeah, real she's human like hands. Yeah, she's like the Swedish chef. So she's no offense. Yeah, exactly. So Irvin Kirshner. Irvin Kushner. Just say Irvin Kushner. That's that's Irvin bullseye. The thing Swedish with chef. the Swedish chef is that Swedes actually don't sound like that. It's Norwegians who sound like that. But oh, yeah, they'd say that about you too. Yeah, so you guys. Well, are weird. well, then funniest, yeah. funniest conversation I ever had on that line was a, a, a girl from Australia who was telling me how ridiculous New Zealanders sound. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah Are you familiar absolutely. with, there's a, there's a concept called the narcissism of small differences. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Shelbyville from The Simpsons. It's like, some, if you, it's two towns that are right next to each other. They hate each other because there's like, they do this like this. And then someone from the other side of the country is like, you're the same people. <laughs> yeah. The narcissism but of minor there differences. really is a difference between in, in Nor- Norwegian really have this tone going up and then the typical Swedish chef has this and that's typical in the Norwegian melody. The Swedish melody is much straighter. I don't know. Was yeah. that racist? <laughs> you be racist for me, so it's okay, not racist. Okay, I can do. I can do. Uh, <laughs> you know how something. Swedish people are like Irbidu, and Norwegians are all like Irbir. Welcome allihopa till vad du gör i film. Vi tittar just nu på filmen den mörka kristallen. You said it, Chewie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you said, but I'm freaked out. I said, "What? Welcome to what are you doing, movie? We're watching the Dark Crystal oh, in Swedish. I can do it in Norwegian." Välkommen till vad är er det du gör film? Vi ska tida nu på den mörka kristallen och den jätterolig film som går runt runt i televisionen där borta. Are you Santa? <laughs> no, I'm being Norwegian. No, I know wow. that's just that's crazy. <laughs> so okay. there's this guy who no, there's I, this guy who does uh, has this comedy skit where he does uh, pretends to speak different languages, but he doesn't actually speak the language. Just sounds like oh, he's nice. so he was you know talking some Eskimos and the Eskimos were like he speaks my language fluently, but I don't know a word he's saying. <laughs> yeah, so words. he he walks it's around. Like, it's like he's talking in slang in another language. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he walks around and he talks to people and try to figure out what's the typical thing when they're speaking. Uh-huh. So he asked the Norwegian guy, "Do you have some thing when you speak? Is there something particular about your language?" And the Norwegian guy's like, "No, I don't think there's anything typical with Norwegian." <laughs> Thank know. you. I see what you're saying. Okay, so we should actually. He's, he's the Norwegian chef. Yes. Okay. Yes. Agra is the Norwegian chef. Agra is the Norwegian <laughs> chef. Anyway, so Agra is mostly out of the movie. She makes a cameo later and comes back. But uh, boy, that was a that was a whole lot of set for a short scene. It's a hell Indeed. of a set. And they also there's a whole lot of set. set in all yeah, that's what they told about that. There's and nothing. There was not also a, a plot point here that I was like, eh, really? Is is the whole the one thing that Jem does? That's his name, right, Jem? Jen. Jen. With an N. Like Jennifer. The one not, thing that the one not thing that, like the eighties cartoon character. The one thing that like, Jen does that that that, that suggests that maybe he's the chosen one, um, because every, every, everything else is uh, you know he's he's like Frodo. He's like just just go do the thing. That's all you need to do. It's like it's, you're not the chosen one. You're just the one. Do, you're you're the guy. You're the one uh, left. But that whole setup of oh, which crystal is it? Is I think just from a standpoint of plotting and telling a story and you know generating suspense and so on, it was like wow they just well we don't know which crystal it is well what if I randomly blow on my thing that one okay that you might have made a little more of a meal out of that plot point this you crystal likes pan flute you could have you could have maybe taken the whole bag with you and then later figured out like how like, to a, do like, it. like a ring of keys or something exactly we know it's one of these crystals we have to solve it. but they they, they they set up the problem and then immediately solve it with an answer that we didn't know he had the skill to do because of a setup that hadn't that they set up just after they give the problem you remember how your master used to do tones yes 
Why are you telling me that right now, flashback? Right. Just make a tone. It's like an economy okay. of detail thing. Again, if you were the chosen one, <laughs> the master might have said, by the way, if you should ever encounter a crystal and would like to know if it's a piece of the dark crystal, play your pan flute. Play a jazz solo. So that was a weird neither here nor there plot point of, well, it's not like he knew what to do, but he instantly did the right thing so quickly that that wasn't even a plot point. It was, it was. There's a lot of beautiful world going on. on the screen, but then, but then meanwhile, we go back to this whole, you know, amazing. Yeah, what's, again, this is where all the, this is where the money is. And this is where all the, the great work is. This, this world building is fantastic. Is there anything in this movie, Trey, that is actually like, per, like that was the first time they'd ever done something like that. And it's really crazy good. Like any major advancements or was it all a bunch of just the same stuff, but better on a bigger scale? Not that I, not, not any like crazy advancements that I'm aware of. It's possible that there might be something, but, um, but I, I don't think so. I think it's just so much of it all at once and, and yeah. making it carry a whole movie is is the what's unusual about it. Was filming Audrey 2 at like 12 frames per second so you could get more articulation? Was that a new thing when Little Shop happened? It's it wasn't new. It had been done, but I don't think I don't think it had been committed to in a feature film to that extent before. I don't think anyone had said, look, we're even going to have a large part of the time even have our actors right. learn to act at half speed for the sake of the puppet. So the and, shot looks better. And only when your director is someone like Frank Oz will yeah. someone go, yeah, that's what we're going to totally do. Yeah, Oz directed Little Shop four years after this. And if you haven't seen Little Shop of Horrors, just so you know what we're talking about, pull up the Mean Green Mother from Outer Space on YouTube just so yeah. you can watch the crazy perfect lip sync on this giant plant. There's some lip sync for you. on that, And, and, the, and that thing... Sometimes it's a half scale or it's a smaller puppet, but sometimes that thing is exactly the size it looks like it is. And it's, it's amazing that they were able to get that, get that work out of it. Zappy looks so contented. Or maybe just jet lagged. It's probably jet lagged. No, <laughs> he's I'm trying just, to watch the movie. He's just, just yeah. soaking up the dark crystal. Again, it's, it's a movie it's, full of little Taylor Swifts. It's beautiful him. looking. I, I, I wish I was stoned. I think if I was like, you know, a little slightly stoned. This would be a, a fine little nightcap. Of I mean, I think I would have gotten way more into it just simply with like minor changes. It was just, you know, just a little bit of levity or something. Just a little bit of lightness. You know, we were talking about the line where, oh, then he could be anywhere then. Like that kind of stuff. Just making yeah. it seem sort of whimsical and kind fun. Kind of more, more wacky mystic. Yeah, not necessarily, yeah. Uh, not necessarily less dangerous. You want to keep, you want to well, keep your, the actual. Here's your wacky right now. Here's your, here's yeah, your here fistful you of wacky. This is like the little <laughs> floating friend in Captain EO. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hello, fuzzball comic relief. This is like animal who's Fiz- lost his body. F- Fizzwig? Is that what Fizzgig. it is? Fizzgig. Fizzgig, yeah. It's a triple, clearly. <laughs> it's a, it's a triple, triple with attitude. And there's Taylor Swift. No. No, but like... She just, just looks the, like she's dying of cancer. Like they put, She should be. She should be. I'm terminally ill. They put bags under her eyes for reasons that beyond <laughs> me. Yeah. Like, she's a puppet. You don't need to put those in. Why? Well, she's a very so she old has cancer. She's the one cooking the crystals. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, she's that's the same right. age as Jen. Well done there. Well done. Wah, wah. Wait. Wh- so wait. What material are their faces made out of? Is that just like a rubber thing over the little skull? I would guess. What it's, is it? it lo- I would guess it's. Film it looks latex, like a kind of clothy. It has a clothy feel. To it, it does so. have a texture that's that feels kind of felty, but that. Seems unlikely because like, you know if it was just like rodent fur, just kind of sliding back over their face. I think face. if they'd been totally, you know, they'd been Wookies, I think they would have been more successful overall. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> See, we didn't do that any better in Team America. That kind of shot. This is boy. Talk about a talk about a, a an efficient and unsuccessful way of getting a lot of information yeah. out. The never before tried telepathy by touch. Yes, trope that you know Gelflings do that we just found Clearly, out they can yes. do. 
By the uh, way, they this, both seem surprised. Just like they keep popping or it no. out, like she goes, "Well, I've got wings," you know, like, "Oh, you could have said that sooner." That was, jeez. Yeah, but they never met each other before, so no. He's never seen a girl gelfling. Do you think this is a question? It's like this would not be admitted in court because it's speculation on behalf of the witness. But do you imagine that uh, Jim Hansen was one hundred percent sold on the rigs for the gelflings, or if he was like? This is what it's going to be. I'm kind of married to this design. I love this character design. We're going to do our best to make it happen. Or was he like, uh, damn it. All right. No, no, no. This is great. This is great. Like, I, you know, I, this movie is what they wanted to make. I, like I said, I think they, I, I just think that they made the wrong choice. I think that, I think that it's, the Gelflings were never going to look good if this is what Gelflings were going to be. They were never, you know, unless they, unless they went 10 times the level of effort to, to, animate their faces and therefore 10 times the level of time it takes to shoot every shot of them. Um, you know, this is as good as Gelflings are going to get by those kind of techniques. And I just, I think that the, the mistake is in the choice and not the execution. Just do something that you can do better. Is, is, this is as good as they get. You know, this is as good as any of this kind of effect is going to get at this level of effort. Um, it's, there's a, there is, I think there, again, there's a global problem across the board with this movie where when you've got the, you the masters and the, and the Skeksis and the, and the Gartham, which are the most interesting and successful characters overall are also a complete bitch to get a shot of because they're so painful and difficult to move and animate. Um, and then you get 10 of them in one shot and you're like, okay, look, as long as they're all kind of pointing the same direction, we're, we're going to, you know, we'll be here. We'll be here for a week unless we just move on. Uh, so they, they've just, the movie painted itself into so many corners of, making itself so difficult to make right that that you know they're, they're very limited when they you know they try and have an action scene it's it's not very actiony because no one can move very fast in these rigs and and so it's just you know there's just a lot of handicaps to what they decided this movie was going to be mm-hmm. the gelflings are kind of trying to be the middle ground between the full-on muppety yeah pod people and the the big elaborate real creature kind of types and, and you inherit the problems of both. Of them yeah, really there's the, kind of neither here nor there as far as their their actual the way they read. Oh look, it's a mom. This terrifying is, grub children. There's a joke. There's yeah, a joke there's, that actually lands. That's one of the few jokes uh, that actually. Nibri. Yeah, that's a, mm. it. Just goes to show how awful these people are. But this is kind of a completely wasted scene of just no. Well, look, God, look, at, look at, at how elaborate we can be with our scene. Well, no, I mean it. They had the concept of the seven, de- seven deadly sins for each of the Skexis that were left. And this is the only place where you actually see them. Like you see the, the vanity one. You them? see the character differences between them rather than. So, yeah. The, so, so in so, other words, it's, it's someone's idea that should have been cut is what is what we're saying. Yeah. It's like, but I get, mean, as far as getting the movie, well, as far keep, as the movie, you know, it's like, well, I mean, you keep saying either choose, it can choose, it can be what it is, which is an art film with a, right. a concept film, or it can be, you know, a kid's film. Fair enough. If this, and if this, so if, this is part of it. If we want film. to call it an art film, this is a great scene. Exactly. David, it, David Lynch loves this scene. This is David Lynch's favorite scene. All I right. Wonder if, All I wonder right. if Paulu would like this movie because Paulu showed me a film from the seventies on the Silver Globe, and I forget the name of it, but or I forget the name of the director, but it's this really odd sort of thing where it was this crazy high budget science fiction David Lynch film from Poland in the seventies when they were being they had nationalized the film industry, so it was like Poland's movie this year sort of deal. They threw like ten million dollars. Uh, when you just for this movie that usually they're making like little bitty tiny indie movies. It was a huge ass thing. And it's this crazy weird fever dream film where it makes like very little sense, even like literally it makes very little sense and it's weird. And there's these big crazy like terror bird puppets kind of like this. And (laughs) 
and he yeah, and no, he's all over that movie. Similar. And I wonder if it be I don't know. Like it's just maybe I'm drawing a totally. I think he cited that when he was trying to sell me on it, and I was not having it because I was not in the mood to watch like eight hours of Polish madness. Polish bird puppets. <laughs> I can do two, three hours of Polish bird puppets, but uh, galactic pussy hunt. Sure. <laughs> uh, the, gar- the gargling. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So these are guys standing up, up into their shoulders with their hand out the front for the head. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, the big humps are where the guy's head is probably and hiding. And a TV monitor in front. And a TV monitor hanging out. Yes. Uh, very high tech. Yeah. Now this is, here's a, then we go to the low tech because you've seen these wind up toys, right? They're just, they're like a ball with two little wires that stick out the side and they flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Put fur on them and you're in a movie. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Or you can pull then, with a string. Then feed, him to a, then feed him to a bird puppet. And then, then have, a, have a guy catch it and put in a bird beak. Um, then there's maybe the, set it on fire. Who the, knows? And then there's a couple times, I mean, there's a couple notable moments when the puppetry consists of throwing the puppet, which is my favorite <laughs> kind when you get away with it. Because God knows I've done it plenty of times and you, you just have to keep doing takes until you go, oh, there it is. That's the one that looked like it was doing the right thing. It's so like that one great. shot in the blob where it jumps up onto the ceiling. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Where it's but like, how are we going to do this, Trey? It's fine. We had a little Trey, lee- I'm freaking out about the shot. It's fine. <laughs> we had a little leeway with that shot. <laughs> and you just like drop it. All right, flip the, it's the shot flip, when flip they're, the frame. It's they're fine. taking off. I'll, just because it's going to come so fast. It's later when they get on board the land strider. She goes, come on, Fizz again. And someone just throws him. <laughs> up at her and he lands kind of in the right spot and they move, they, they move away as fast as possible great that's great let's move on that's lunch and that's he shoots lunch, his course yeah <laughs> how are you guys on labyrinth do you, are you big on labyrinth it's another kind of it's another kind of weird one and i don't know if the weirdness is that hansen just has weird taste or if that just doing puppet movies is inherently weird there's parts of labyrinth i really like uh, especially when labyrinth is kind of weird like this movie is but there's parts of labyrinth that kind of you know drag on and on some of the musical numbers could for sure have been cut Dance magic dance is like 8 minutes long <laughs> i don't have such a pro- i i have much more problem with the, the chili down one yeah the fiery is that's a completely unnecessary scene i even get a little light. Yeah, that's, yeah. A that's a scene you can just cut. Yeah, that, that no, should be cut. My it's favorite another- drinking game uh, is labyrinth based, and I forget a lot of the <laughs> rules. They're written down somewhere, but it's every time the uh, the dog goes from puppet to dog. Uh, <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> nice, sure. It's, do you, does does anyone good- survive that game, or is that like <laughs> wow? Is that like the most dangerous game? That's why she doesn't remember the rules. It's not. It's not as bad as Edward. Never successfully gotten to the end of a game. <laughs> it's not as bad as Edward Champagne Hands, but oh my you gosh. know. It, it 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 does it does what it's supposed to do. Duct tape a bottle of champagne to each hand. You can't have your hands back until both empty. That's the whole game. <laughs> That's an actual game that you played. I, yeah, recently. Okay, <laughs> not me, but I saw it. And you have never seen catatonic drunk at so many people. Like so many people being catatonic drunk at a party, it gets weird. If it's like it's like a traffic jam wouldn't happen if everyone went the same speed. You know, sometimes you're at the party and th- there's that one guy who just drank way too much. But when everybody has had the same way too much, it's it's like the whole party vibe is really consistent. Great, fun, loud, kind of gregarious, in your face, annoying, quiet, really, really <laughs> chill, sleeping. Reminds me of a party I had at home this summer and uh, there was still people floating in the pool the next morning. It was kind of <laughs> interesting. Face up or face down? Face up, looking okay, good. on oh, their yeah. side. It's that's weird. The, that's the best kind of party. That's <laughs> just breathing out of one nostril. It's typical. I, I, I forget the crowd I'm dealing with when you, know, you use the phrase Edward Champagne hands, and I was like, ah, what a funny concept. And you, no, really, that's a thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard it's of it either. Technically, Edward Forty hands, but I don't like malt liquor. I see. So Edward Champagne hands much more classy. Well, it's Edward 750 milliliter hands. Sure, but 
There's a cadence problem. Yeah, I think. there's no. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a really definite flow. delivery problem. Edward Champagne. And this hands. is not a. Oof, you look like a doll, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good. That's a rough one. That's mm. a rough. So this is the she kills it and unsuccessfully because it's still watching. She like, grounds it. She they can't follow them. I see. So, so she's not. They can't right, follow it to. Her. It's one of those remote controlled flying thing with a camera. <laughs> yeah, it, you know? she, she can't said, follow it you, to her. Village. We know how those work. So yeah, he's like, oh jeez, you bitch. And the RP, what's going on there? Don't no, that's just a comp. It looks compy at all. Yeah, it's uh, it might be RP actually. It could be RP. It's definitely something. R two. RP. Oh, look, oh, at, look that. at them. Oh, look at the, how painful. It, oh, my God. That's got to hurt so hard. They have the stick to lean on. That's They're know, mimes. Just, just remember that everyone in one of those suits are mimes. And that oh, they, they deserve it. it. They deserve what they did. You made the career choice, man. They're, that is the most they ever got paid in their right. lives. That's the first they're, time they ever got paid. You mean. To, they are oh, happy yeah. for the back injuries, the we're gonna, permanent we're gonna back go injuries. We're out in the middle of nowhere. We're all going to put yes. these giant suits on. The, mi- gonna, the mimes... Uh, Will a deucer thumb his nose? Yeah, really. These are these are these are proto doozers. They totally they are. are. They're really cute too. I like them. They are, but they're cute. also like like just uncritically puppets. They're so, do you think th- that if the Gelflings would have been those, they would be more successful? You, you know, think? I think it's just yeah. The Gelflings just they're too uncanny they, valley. They're for just you. devoid. Uh, I think that, and they're just. De- I think they that have Trey le- thinks the Gelflings should have been Fraggles. Well, yeah, they have the they have. They should have been just something else. They, they, there's yeah. two issues with them. One is they're exactly the right size and technique to be the least animated of all the characters. Yeah. Um, so they and, just look like little porcelain dolls that are yeah, looking around and, in circles. I'm just really impressed with what they got away with with them and how much yeah. worse it could have been. But that's kind it of It certainly could have been me. worse in, in by some definition, certainly. But uh, it's, again, if these are supposed to be your main characters, you know, it's like you really need to, I think, you know, it would have been great to... Like yeah, I think I think the kind of beak style of the mouth doesn't exactly help. It because yeah. they have to make it kind of stiff to, because clearly these little pod people are more articulated because yeah. they just they, they just do the you know Kermit the Frog kind well, of their faces probably so. mushier than the exactly. Yeah, their faces are just big squishy puppets. There's a yeah. the marionette uh, one of the marionette They're tricks. They're a big squishy puppet. They are. That's all they are. <laughs> the, the, the marionette trick is coming up. The guy uh, there's a guy dancing and there's a guy juggling a jug with his feet. Or uh, marionette tricks. I didn't so. know I was in this movie. I must have gotten blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh you're, yeah, you're all over were, this. Were moment. you playing Edward Champagne hands? I was juggling jugs with my feet. Like, that guy's doing. You were Kermit. playing Edward Jug hands. That guy's doing a Kermit clap there, full on Kermit clap. Yay! <laughs> it's not near. No, Kermit clap is like yeah. up above your head. A Kermit clap is when you only have you have both hand sticks in your hand. There, the guy, that guy in the background is. Uh, that's Mary. There it is. And uh, Kermit clap is when you have both sticks for both hands in your hand, and you can only like, you know. T- kitchen tong them right so you kind of <laughs> shake it at the same time to make it look like it's doing something <laughs> the master of that though if you want to see like the real amazing ones is, uh he's he's long gone now but Waylon flowers when he used to do madam Waylon flowers could do both those sticks and actually articulate them individually as he was amazing madam is like probably the, the i'll high, bet you if, if the mag- high point of, of that kind of that's the sort of thing where you have to have like a magician's sort of yeah. dedicate dedication to the thing where Wayland Flowers is he, um, was was a true master, and and uh, you know since he chose to play this you know crazy character, but uh, you know Madame had a good run. She had her own TV show too, and uh, <clears throat> but but his thing was uh, was the precision, it, the amazing precision of the way he would articulate the hands. You know Kermit was all you know because Kermit's Floppy, character yeah. was like it was just kind of all over the place, um, but Madame every hand gesture was just like just like. Um, 
amazing on point. B- bit of precision. Just, this was also terrifying. This is horrifying. <laughs> you know, this is as a puppeteer in the scene, I would have been horrified too because there's a guy. There's a lot of stuff. There's a guy in a giant fiberglass suit who can't see me. <laughs> who's going to be coming through here? So, <laughs> so there's real peril that yeah. you see in the poddling that's faces. Why, that's why some of these puppets run away like puppets, and some of these puppets <laughs> run away like a guy holding a puppet running away. <laughs> Fuck. Well, if you're a good puppeteer, aren't they the same thing? Is if you can stay, if you can stay yeah. in the moment when your life is literally being threatened. <laughs> that's how you know. That actually is. Uh, this was actually just an elaborate Muppet Show casting call. Yeah. Closest, I think th- this sequence, we first had a kind of party, pod people party, which goes into their being attacked. It's, I feel it's almost more, more more successful than similar shots in Lord of the Rings because the, the, the hobbits were doing the party and dancing on the tables and whatever. Uh, and I don't know, the, for some reason this works more for me than... <laughs> that's than that's nasty with the tiny little pod person. That's really... Now again, we're talking about what are you doing movie. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> you're creeping me out. <laughs> And later when they're going to throw their, you know, land striders off a cliff, like, Jesus, you know, that'll teach those land striders to answer Kira's call. My God. Well, they were kind of ugly in the face, so. (laughs) Yeah, uh, then you deserve to die, clearly. They look like really mean, tall bunnies. So you don't feel that bad. The land striders, I will say, this is really the true tragedy of the movie is the land striders because it's. Yeah, they are probably the least successful. And what's really sad about them, we're getting, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I guess they show up fairly soon, is. I remember another thing I remember clearly from the making of videos that were, were on TV and stuff at the time. Um, the the Landstriders, I don't know if they always used it. Sometimes I, I guess in some of these shots they didn't. But the Landstriders were also built to to be supported from a rig off, yeah. a, off a wire so they didn't, you know, wouldn't fall over. But they there was one where the guy did a demo where instead of that sort of um, a guy on crutches that is their default, he actually did a gazelle leap where the cable lifted him. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was actually Brian Froud on the on the things. Mm, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a stilt guy. Well, you don't have to be a stilt guy if you're on all fours. Like, yeah. it's not, and on, and, a and on a crane, it helps. But he did this thing where it, like, it leapt. Yeah. Where it actually went, yang, and he extended fully out. And I was like, okay, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Also, 20 minutes on 10-foot stilts, you'd be fine. <laughs> They're not that hard. Yeah. Really? Can you yeah. walk on stilts? Yeah. That's cool. Circus camp, bitches. Do, do it. She went to circus camp and learned from Patch Adams. I know. He was just there. The some, Patch Adams. He was just wow. there sometimes. He, he didn't actually. So she, he, he, was in, he was in your entourage, but he, he wasn't your teacher. Goes. It, there was there wavy gravy ran the camp. Patch Adams showed up as a you know creepy old <laughs> clown kind of thing. That's a crowd. Wow, that's a group. Patch Adams is cool. Wavy gravy is kind of creepy. Yeah. Does he look like Robin Williams? No. Oh God. Is like, he as delightful as Robin Williams? Much more so. I think. Oh, that's nice. I, I've never met Robin Williams, so I'm not sure. Actually, I have. He's nice. Okay, then that's cool. Have a delightful off, you guys. <laughs> you too. Don't fight it out. Footloose. <laughs> Zap so, in the chat room. Uh, Zap and uh, <laughs> Smith in the Smith, chat room. Smith and Fi say hello. Oh, hello, hello. So is this after they've joined their their ponytails together and have had avatar sex? No. Yeah, of course. That's when they she was trying to pull him out of the pond, and you made fun yeah. of them already. Oh, that. that's right. They already did that. Yeah, no, you already you already mocked them for that. The so USB it's good. Sticks, you know. <laughs> I can see what's happening. They don't have yeah. a clue. How long have you had cancer? Oh, just since just met you. <laughs> Gelfling cancer. Can Catch you it from other Gelfling. It's Gelfling cancer. It makes tonight. you more beautiful. <laughs> you're really, so, it does wonders for the puffiness under yeah, your once, eyes. Yeah, once you're so beautiful you can't stand it, that's when you die. Yeah. I can't look directly at you. This would probably be where you would put all of the backstory. As Maybe to a little bit, the, yeah. 
if without that weird flashback thing, which is not entirely successful. And again, it's like all that time with the masters and you were the chosen one and they, they didn't cover any of this. None of this. It was all just flute playing and taking baths. That was it the whole time. No backstory. Wanted him to have a childhood. Damn it. (laughs) We'll get to the chosen one thing eventually. Oh, it's time. Oh, rats. But the mystics doesn't seem that clever. You know, (laughs) they are just like real life. They are called mystics. Yeah. uh, So they're more like they make patterns in the sand, but they don't actually know jack about anything. They're just like, no, no, they know. I'm thinking deeply. No, they know about it. They're just like, yeah, meaning, dude. It's like. Yeah, dude, you're so totally. Kind of like you're the chosen one, man. Someday remind me to tell you about that because it's trippy. Exactly. The whole thing with you and the crystal, man, it's awesome. So there used to be more of you. <laughs> yeah, there Weird, used to right? be. Lo- I remember when you dudes were all over the place, man. But there was hundreds of you, like all over the place. But then you all like went away for some reason. There's just you now. Yeah. But it was you had a whole city and stuff. You it give good gr- valley guy. You could probably do Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> I'm doing the turtle basically from uh, Finding Nemo. Apparently, is what I'm doing. Like, oh, the little dudes, man, they come up. So the dude abides. The dude abides. Yeah, see, I, that that's the kind of dude I would be. Oh, Teague is connecting wires. Oh, Teague is dangerous. patching wires in. We're good. Ah, and then, but that's the dryer. <laughs> Ta-da. So okay, so he did. Okay, he did teach him th- to do, read. That's good. That's I good. really do like the phrase "words that stay." Yeah, that's nice. That's. I don't know. Wait, what? That, words that stay. Words that stay. What is writing? Writing. Words that writing stay. Is words that stay. Oh, that's nice. Every time it gets every every time the movie gets <laughs> talking to her, like apparently she's an idiot. It's like that's yeah, where you write. Never mind. It's a, every time the movie gets whimsical, I like it more. Yeah. No, I think they got a little caught up in their own mythology. Yeah. Also, someone in the chat earlier, I forget who it was. Sorry. Uh, was saying that the voice acting, especially in the part of the two leads, is kind of uninspired, yeah. kind of flat. Like yeah. there's not a lot of character to them. That also is not a good thing. That's that's uh, you know that's the uh, <laughs> DreamWorks syndrome. This this was actually very terrifying to me when I first saw it. The the whole Chamberlain trying to be their friend thing. Yeah, and that it not- is. A, this is a good moment. This is he it's gives a, a really moment. good performance. It's a good here. moment yeah. because uh, you know, at this point in the story, you don't really know what the Chamberlain's up to exactly. Yeah. I mean, he could literally be trying to be their friend. Yeah, he could. He could have been like, "Well, they don't look. Want they me, they so. jacked me, dude. So let me tell you how we're going to do this." So. But the, again, it's a story point that doesn't really get paid off in a way that later he just goes, "Nope, actually, I'm evil," as opposed to. Maybe something more more of a twist where they they start to trust him and go okay you know he's all right and then oh no 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 I'm yeah. totally gonna take you to dinner no, that's, was, that's the deal he was trying to double cross them they didn't fall for it and yeah. he still tried to double cross them and then he said okay well, I'm just gonna fucking catch you then and then yeah but I think there's I'm really impressed with kind of the emotions because it does seem like he got his feelings got hurt which is kind of hard for. Crazy ass bird puppet <laughs> yeah, to express no. yeah, the, the Chamberlain is uh, <laughs> for spooky ass for bird a spooky ass yeah. <laughs> This is a nice, uh, one of the nicer shots there. <laughs> like, oh, please come back. Wait. Yeah, but just the simpering evil is yeah. a new, it was a new breed of evil for me, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> simpering evil. Simpering evil. See, if you were a little young, if you were my age, then you you would have been familiar with Dr. Smith from Lost in Space. Who, yeah, uh, no. Who was you know, like, the, oh, I'm just, oh, my leg. And then as soon as he could stab you in the back, he totally would. We call that piece of shit. Yeah, so that's 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 the uh, that's the archetype. A little more like, oh god, what? Oh, oh look at boy, these things. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
Not so much with the... Not so much with the Landstriders, I'm afraid. It's just... Their yeah. ears are on their shoulder blades. How could you not love that? <laughs> what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. They do... They just look... I mean, it's a really cool... When you're, when you're doing this kind of shit, you're trying to figure out different ways to have someone be able to articulate a really weird-shaped thing. Yeah. So you have to sort of build weird-shaped things around poses humans can Yeah, they're do. trying to break up the pose, but it's just... But, it's but this just happening. looks a little the bit too much guy on crutches. Wrapped in a, wrapped in a sack, yeah. Sack, it's, yeah. Again, it's, it's, but again, it's part of it is physical gig is about to get flung into the shot. Get ready. <laughs> get ready for some of the best puppetry you'll ever see. Throw a mop at me. <laughs> Here we go. See, here we go. And and it's set up, set up, show. set up. Here we go. Here comes the setup. We're setting it up. We're setting it up. Come on. That's right. You, no, Fizzgig, you stay here. That's right. He won't. He won't stay. Double. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I've yeah. always been curious about the teeth in the back of his God, that's, throat. That's got to. That's got to. Here we go. And. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and they immediately like go 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 move 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 it's good it's good it's, go it's not gonna move again so do something they want to get fancy they would have made it do something on the yeah so it's, part of this is the shooting though part of this is like they they've you know when they shot, shot like that you know like sure great whatever shot like that even is like all right that's fine you know what we call a cowboy shot but then you go full body and you go well that's clearly just a dude with yeah. crutches, you know, that's is that the kid from Breaking Bad? What's happening here exactly? <laughs> Call me Flynn. Yeah. See that shot, see when they when they have hide them. Yeah, sure, great. You know, whatever. So you think it's mostly just the It's a combination. It's it's they could have pushed the design, I think, a little harder and, and maybe worked a lot if they It could just out. be a thing where they have like really long well, shaggy hair and it covers up the parts where the legs are clearly legs. I mean, and well, I know that the, the Bantha is just a you know, a, a elephant with a mop on it, but it's more successful because they, they hide the shape of the elephant with all the hair. Yeah. I can see that working. Mm. Mm. Pod people. Yes, hungry. Chewy, yes, chewy outside, crunchy in the middle. I think they're all just squishy. <laughs> they just totally... Am I really low on this mic? You are, and I'm trying to figure out why. It's technology. Is there an on-off switch on your mic, by chance? Yes. There might be. No. There it is, yeah. There it, just got, it, it is. It just got turned off. Yeah. Oh. No mm. one will be seated during the what's wrong with the mic. Much better. Mm. Much better. There hey. it is. Yeah, okay. Must have just slid down. Yeah, it slid down. Yay. Welcome back, Zap. Yay, I'm Zap back. Zap in the house, everybody. Yay. Now, this again is packed to some twisted dark shit going on in this movie here. It's like, someone, surely someone will save the innocent pot. Nope. <laughs> nope, he's toast. Or she. Well, I mean, they got they, they get their essence back, I guess. Trey, was there any <laughs> amount of, like, um, industry-wide sort of latent disappointment that if Puppetry was going to have one giant-ass movie-wide coming-out party, this was it? Or was everyone sort of like, eh, you know, whatever. We're going to keep having jobs. Who cares? Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember um, within the puppetry world. Um, you know, all three of you. If there was, a, if there was a, uh, a feeling about it one way or the At other. the meeting that week. Yeah. The, uh, how do we feel about the Dark Crystal uh, meeting? Um, <laughs> yeah, because all of all of my people are all the same people. Yeah, yeah clearly. We, uh, you know, it was we we regretted that it wasn't like the bigger hit the, that it, you know, we were, would have liked it to have been and... You know, so we all could have gotten jobs on the next one. But I don't remember one way or the other. I think, you know, again, like my, I just remember my own reaction, which was like, well, it's going to be 20 years before anyone does that again. So, um, did they? Was there another? But, was but there then there? I got to be in it. So, you know, it was Team fine. America, man. Oh, Team America. I, guess, I guess Team America. Was there one between, like an all puppets movie? 
I, I can't think of one. I don't think you know Labyrinth. Labyrinth was close, but they hedged their bets by putting some humans in. There's it. stop mo movies, but not certainly stop mo. Yeah. Um, I also I can't think of any. We, we had this conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Meet the Feebles. Can't no. meet the Feebles, but uh, that's kind of a special kind of a case. Didn't that uh, have humans in it? It's been a long. I've never time seen it, so I don't know. I've never, I've never uh, wanted no. to see it. Someone in the You've chat. You've come a long way since Lord of the Rings, yeah. Peter Jackson. J Dub's in the chat. He's like, I haven't actually seen this movie, but looking it up, it looks like Fraggle Rock on acid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yeah. Um, totally. Fra- Fraggle Rock is I totally the. Do like not the disagree, but in a very fun. positive way. Yeah, it's it's pre Fraggle Rock, so they kind of said, what if we just like make yeah. it less gross? And, right. Uh, Fraggle more Rock fun. is the ripoff of this for yeah. sure. It's like let's make this for babies. Yeah. I've yeah. never had a bad time on acid or with Fraggle Rock, That's so right. I find that a Especially rousing together. endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, of course, this this movie was born out of the Muppet Show of all things because it's produced by Lou Grade, who Lord Grade, who was also the producer of the Muppet Show. So this is also all right, you guys. You've made me a pile of money. So let's try your crazy, you know, realistic dark fantasy story. Is this like the Henson equivalent of Fantasia? Yeah, kind of, yeah, Pretty sort of, yeah, sort of like that. What do you think about the wide shot? I still keep seeing the it's it's the it's the same thing you even see it with like stilt walkers at like a county fair where you can see their feet in the legs a little bit just because it's yeah. pushing the, the pant out a little it's that sort of thing happening with the these fact puppets. that they end in literal sticks is a strange design choice to me but uh, I, yeah. you know, like, I know that I don't that know what was they went possi- through to figure it out I know that that was the last creature that Brian Froud did so there yeah. might have been some production crunch on there I know yeah. that that's a really poor excuse but this <laughs> but see this whole scene is just like Every shot of this is just a colossal pain in the ass to do. <laughs> just like, oh my god, there's ten Gartham and two Landstriders and a basket full of freaking pod people. <laughs> and right. they're fighting. There's no easy shot in this entire sequence. All right, Shrey, welcome to your nightmare. Yeah. You what- have to do Starship Troopers again now. <laughs> do you do it with things like that or do you do it with CG critters? It's nineteen ninety seven. Okay. That's what you have to. Those are your options in 1997. Do you do CG or do you do <laughs> these I guys? Can I quit the project? <laughs> no, this is your hell. You're like, wait, wait, wait. Is suicide an option? <laughs> yeah, no. Really. Hell is other movies. Can I use my pseudonym? And, and apparently, Landstriders also have uh, laser feet. But uh, <laughs> see, we go just like off the cliff. Jesus, movie. <laughs> the hell took a gartham with it uh, yeah okay he so. sacrificed he's a noble land strider for a land strider that's that's better than ending up you know as skexis thanksgiving as this but guy this guy this sucks. guy just gets pulled apart yeah it's, and yeah. They're, they're, i take the cliff yeah their i do the cliff every time there did you not see the little baby land strider everybody's got a baby yeah but just, they didn't bring the baby land strider so now he's an orphan he's and he doesn't know it yeah and this whole thing is like she's like oh that's right i can fly like she's more of a, it's more of a glide fly. yeah but still the fact that she's there's that moment of oh my gosh we're at the edge of the cliff what do we do it's like you knew you had wings you could have mentioned that well going in the front door seems like you know a whole like better option before I just meant that moment there of the at least without asking first yeah. suspenseful yeah. oh no what will we do it's like sweetie just do the wings you know you have them you just did that totally to build suspense that was terrible It'd be so mean of you. It'd Just like a woman. God, always this drama with you. It'd be like Han Solo constantly forgetting that he has a spaceship. See, oh, I could fly away. See, that's right. see, if you want to be like super dark. Oh, space is gigantic. I think, oh, I think the I think the Gartham should just start flinging themselves off the rocks. They're just like you know they they start dragging their shattered bodies at you. We're just we don't we don't fucking care. We're Gartham. Ah, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> Jesus, we are terrifying crab pill bugs. Exactly. We don't have the we don't understand heights. We, we just come to kill you. Ah, it's like oh seriously, <laughs> I'll kill you on the way. The only thing we are afraid of is. T- 
terrifying bird shouting. That's this is right. vaguely disturbing. You're not listening to yeah. What is that's that's how'd you like that job? I'm what are you? I'm the sewer statue. I vomit the sewer effluvium. <laughs> I see. Why did they? Why did they decide that the sewer output needed a decoration to begin? You know what I'm going to do? Well, which, you the know, face makes it festive. <laughs> which, which are you? Which, does the that's ch- not uncommon in reality, oh, though? Does I, the chamberlain know, do that, or is that the vice chamberlain who's in charge of the, the sewer parking statues? tickets guy? You know, there's lots and lots of you know rain disposal stuff on buildings that are built with faces and drainage. stuff. That's drainage. true. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the gutter gargoyles and all that. Yeah, but that's, that's very common. So what the that hell? Seems more like the sewer output. But okay. I have a question. No, this is obviously just just drainage I to make see. sure that the castle foundation in a, in a stays canyon intact. where no one ever goes. What do you call? Sometimes it, it used to rain. Okay. It was verdant. In a cave, the things that hang from the top are stalactites. The things that yes. come up are stalagmites. What do you call the ones that connect? Pillars. Ah. No. Sticks. It sounds right. Is it I'd, pillars? I'd go with columns pillars. Columns or pillars, yeah. I think so. there is a name for them, I believe. There's a name. I just made that one up. I think it is columns now that you mentioned it. sticking with it. Yeah, I think so too, we'll actually. Computer. Columns <laughs> is the right answer. Thank you, Darth Praxis. <laughs> Boing. Chloe, thanks for playing. You get Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. Ooh. And a copy of our home podcast. Nice. You can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> well. This I'll, is a dangerous I'll game, man. Bleep. Stakes. Steaks. Are you still trying? I'll have my medium rare. <clears throat> He's still trying. Like <clears throat> seriously? Okay, I'm just gonna grab you. I'm twice your size. Hell with this. Yeah. Just like my- the birds, just start slapping the little critters. <laughs> Fuck you! Bam. <laughs> Has anyone made the weird birdemic parallel going? No, this is more like thanks killing. Oh no! Oh, no. With the little like the no. head. Let's not say things we no. can't take back. Talking head. No, I just mean in terms of the design. I don't know if we're friends anymore. Well, no, no, no. I, not the movie. The bird. Like the the talking bird thing is way more things killing than Birdemic. Birdemic yeah. is just it's just no, shocking. It's shocking terror is what it is. Yeah, I can see that. And the yeah the shocking the, and terrible. The, yeah. <laughs> the 2013 or the 2010 bird puppet from Thanks Killing. Terrifying. It looks more, yeah. I mean, it's just more that sort of thing. Or on the Silver Globe, the seventies crazy Polish movie. So it's got that going for it. On the scale of scary bird puppets, <laughs> who, knew <there laughs> was a, who knew there was a spectrum of scary bird puppets to choose from? But there actually is. Birds are terrifying. Are you they kidding? They are. They're nasty. Just normal ones. Do the Velociraptors get to go on that? <sighs> Hitchcock had something no. going. I for think that. that's fair. Yeah, Hitchcock to Velociraptors. I think that's the full spectrum. Chloe, did you know who Brian Froud was before this movie? What What do you mean by before this movie? Because it came out in 82 well, no, no, and I, I was know, born but in 84. Before you saw this movie, did you know who he was? Yeah. Oh, really? Is that how you got to this movie? Like, were you a fan of him and he's like, he, did, he's, he art designed a movie? I want to watch honest, the movie. No, honestly, kind of how I came to movies as a teenager is not nearly as distinct a Thing. Cause and effect sort of thing? Yeah. No. But you know who Brian Froud was first? Because I was always really into Muppets. Does he? Does he? Did he do Muppet stuff too? No. No, but he's been a he's been a production designer for a long time, and he's got a lot of art. I forget. I don't. Why. I don't. I don't. Why did I, I don't know? associate him with anything other than this movie. But it was a thing. His at the child. T- his child is the one in Labyrinth. That's <laughs> okay. his baby being. But at around. the time, it was like it's designed by Brian Froud, as if that was a thing. So apparently, he's. No, he was a a, fam- a fantasy artist, but I don't. Based yeah. on the novel Push by Fred. I don't know for what. You know. I forget why, and I'm not going to be interesting talking about it. I, I think believe he did was this like, yeah. style of troll paintings even before this. Yeah. Kind of a little like bit fairies uh, and all that. Fairies yeah. beyond the weird John place. Bauer's sounds, style, but different. Think, yeah. yeah, but kind of like spookier than 
normal. Right. So what's the <laughs> spookier than it should be? Crumb fairies. Um, so what is the the tattoo design thingy that you have? Is it something from this movie? No, it's it's in one of the art books from this movie. So it's like a piece of cultural like imp- a, like iconography from this movie somewhere in it. Yeah, it's like a black and white swirly thing. <laughs> that would have been that like decoration would, on a book or something. You can only know that it's from this movie if you've read the obscure art book or I told you. But it's just a cool design. Yes. It's not like a character or something. Yes. You don't want to get one of these guys like tattooed on your face? Uh, well, that's that's <laughs> after this one. Yeah, you got it. Baby steps. I you guess. could have plastic surgery to make yourself look like a gelfling, like that, Ooh. like that, like that I've, housewife of Beverly Hills. Yeah, woman did. Taylor Swift already had that done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. she and looks like a wig. gelfling. Look at her. <laughs> and then the wings. Odd wings. You know that that guy should just have little black eyeballs. He shouldn't have the, the little teddy bear eyes are killing it. <laughs> she looks like a, really? like an Ewok. Yeah. Well, the great thing you get away with with Ewoks is you don't have to worry about like having the eyes cut left or right. It's just, it's that's, a little black that's ball. That's why they do it, yeah. That's it's a little black ball. Like you get away that. with murder. Now, speaking of eyes, that's badass. And also when... Um, oh, oh, she's oh, sitting Ogre. right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's the benefit? Yeah, what, what, Three what, inches. What, what can't you see from there? Well, I mean, when you're old and looking at a menu, you want it like up close. So. If she had like rolled her eyes she's away. Yeah, like, she rolled she's it. a billion years old. But that right? would be a risk. I thought about that. I was like, you felt you. Know, she would really she would like take her eye and like you know shoot it across the room. But what if someone steps on it? Now you're blind. That's that's a risky move. Or it goes down the crystal pit. Like yeah, seriously. it goes out the show. Oh, this is it's like you're looking, you're looking. Oh God, where's my eye? I'm looking at it. <laughs> and like that, the last minute you have recognition, like, like oh like shit, you trying to find your chopper. Like well, apparently it's in a field. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ow. Here comes Superman's that, house that, that, for some reason. <laughs> this crystal is the opposite of dark. Yeah, it's this, perp- it's supposed yeah. to be it's supposed to be clear and it's purple, so it's darker. Okay. What? What do you want? We're moving it's darker away than darker than clear. That's true. We are moving yeah. away in an opacity spectrum. I see. Yeah. Ah, essence of oh, that's so gross. Essence of Remove her essence. Gelfling, drink your tasty Gelfling. essence. Frank Oz did this in fucking Monsters, Inc. too. He's always trapping little people and <laughs> sucking out their goops. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if there was, was that an homage to this? It, oh, I, I hope so. I wonder so. if it was. I'm sure it wasn't, but I really want it to be. <laughs> it makes hmm. sense. I haven't thought about that. I'm still blown sense. away by the Fozzie thing. I'm, I'm still on that. Still in my on head. That. Frank really? Ozzy Bear. <laughs> yeah. Frog. In my head, I hope. What's it was with the green thing? light suddenly? And that yeah. man, like, like, it's like kind of turned Star Trek, you know, lighting yeah, design. Star Trek. <laughs> they just need a magenta beam on it. Well, they do have a magenta let's, beam. Let's in reuse eyes. the same set, but yeah, you know, this was gonna have magenta light on it. Light bulbs. Is that guy got staples in his head? What is his deal? <laughs> yeah, he has this steampunk thing going on. Oh, you that's know? nice. Kind of nice. He's the steampunk sin. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> she, she's calling the wind-up toys. <laughs> So it's the wind, island of misfit toys. To me, wind up toys. <laughs> to me. Yeah. So I never just gonna throw. Now we're gonna throw animals at him. One particular freaky thing with this movie, uh, as I said, I got the DVD really early and I showed it to my really my kids back in the day and in a formative and traumatizing way. Yes, and they nice. even since this was a DVD, this super high tech thing. My son, oldest son, he started to watch the movie in different languages. So oh, wow. he turned on the Spanish language track <laughs> with. 
French subtitles and he watched it like that. <laughs> wow. And then he switched to the German <laughs> subtitles or, or the German, uh, you know, spoken language with the English subtitles. So he went through like all the, the combinations. It's your son's he, Rosetta Stone. Yes. His, it's yeah. my son. Nice. This movie is my son's Rosetta Stone. So that's why he, uh, he understands a bunch of different languages. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. I hate it. When I, I, I love I, how they just it. look. Yeah, they, I they're hate like it when oh. my evil twin incinerates, and I have to go. <laughs> yeah, to right. It. That uh, sucks. Oh, bummer! And they walk on. We and, better walk faster, guys. And the, uh, the fire effect wasn't terribly convincing there, but yeah, yeah. it's I just it like the reaction is, is yeah, the, the reaction is kind of nice. Like, oh well, one more down, eight to go, or whatever. I had <laughs> noticed their little ears, the Gelfling's little ears sticking out. Is that just her, or is that both of them? That's both of them. Yeah. Meh. And even those aren't animated, I don't think. Oh, Bad hair day. Yeah, this one. The, that she. Yeah, she slept on the wrong side of her face that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Her essence got she's, drunk. What she's was partly, she supposed to she's do? One she's, giant she's, disco she, coke nostril. <laughs> she's missing some essence. All right. She's, oh it was, yeah. It was a big night. They she's, sucked a little bit of her essence. Out. She's down a little bit of essence. In fact, that'd be we could just use that for like when we're describing like celebrities now. Instead of saying she looked haggard or something like that, someone got a little bit of JLo's essence. I <laughs> yeah. Because it's not what it used to be. Let me tell Doesn't you. Doesn't that castle look a bit like the spaceship from the beginning of Fifth Element? That comes down to the pyramid. But it also looks oh, like uh, it looks like the the spaceship from uh, the first Star Trek uh, reboot. Mm. It's, it's, it's the Romulan mining yeah, ship, the, isn't it? Oh yeah, right. That's what happened. That's where they landed at the, the spiky, angry, yeah. irrational so ship. It's Romulans. It's a Romulan. It's a Romulan castle. Ah. Uh, so Spock from which timeline will sense. come in soon? Yes. But wait, they have the ears. So this is Spock. Yes, that's what they're, they're Vulcans. Look at them. They're Clearly, totally, totally. These are the two surviving Vulcans. Worst exactly. Vulcans ever. <laughs> hey, the ears work. It's very illogical. That's, this, I always, I always did like this reveal of the of the Garth. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's cool. a nice reveal. Like, oh crap. Yeah. And when the, the chat room is disappointed in me for not having made a not to fifty joke. A <laughs> oh ago. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, There's I'm not too. your Princess Bride monkey. You totally. So I am. I am. I am. I am. Something something peanut. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of breaking through things in this. These Gartham are good when you need something demolished. That's really yeah. their main strength. Yeah, you need to bust. Th- they're like the Kool Aid Man, but crabs. <laughs> yeah, like oh god, don't make Kool Aid. We just got the place fixed up. Mom. Uh. Yikes. I feel like it's eating I like some how, crayfish. Is now. that a map painting? Looks like it could be a miniature. Yeah. Or a combo. Actually, the walls are like a matte painting. Yeah. And the thing at the bottom looks like an element. I was so really like impressed. A glass painting. Yeah. Well, it's glass matte. It's, yeah. I don't know. Are those called different things? Well, a glass painting just um, is a kind of matte painting. Yeah. Just like it's a specifically, it's it's glass with yeah, an yeah. open space for a real thing okay, to be yeah, shoved yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A matte I, painting you typically put in the background after the fact in an optical. A glass painting you're painting onto, like on the same day you're filming it sort of deal. So it's in front of them. Okay. How does the fo- okay? Never mind. It's a skill. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have someone who can paint to make it look right. Okie dokie. And if you haven't That's tried crazy. to paint out of focus before, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> God damn! I was always blown away by if you look at like Drew Struzan's paintings. He's really great at painting lens flares and bokas. Those are very particular things to be able to paint because it's a perfect fade off. Uh, if you look at like the the thing poster, you see these really weird sort of like yeah. these crazy like aggro lines that's going on, which I think he was just doing by like holding out a piece of paper and airbrushing it and kind of moving the paper away so you get that line. But these really particular like lens effects that I can't imagine how you paint them or at least how long it takes you to get good at painting them. 
that you feel like, you know, comfortable painting those shit. Like you finish your great portraits of people and then you're just painting lens flares over them. The confidence it takes to be like, I'm going to nail this lens flare and I'm not going to screw up all the hours of work I did on their face. <laughs> so this once again is, is just, just brings me back to like, clearly the hippies, the mystics are, are you guys this stone? It's like, okay, so you sent, Hey, it works. You sent, well, but you sent little dude to go do this by himself when you can deactivate Gartham by singing at him. Why didn't you? It would have been a long walk, but you were going to make the walk anyway. Just, just they just thought the go with him. They thought the crystal would be healed by now. <laughs> but the whole point is to do this thing where they join back together. Again. I think the mystics it's are time Vogons. for the crystal to be healed. The mystics are Vogons. <laughs> no, the Skeksis are clearly the Vogons. They, I don't. I haven't heard. But the any mystics w- can show up and make you like want to kill yourself by yeah. But I haven't heard any of them try to recite poetry at you. That's they just right. sang. So, What's the they sang close enough. No, the, the problem very different. There's a very interesting Vogons thing. Do not sing. There's a very interesting thing about Vogons, which is one of one of the few good things about the the movie. Sorry, we run into different movie now. <laughs> okay. But uh, the the in the book, the Vogons are specifically described described as bureaucratic. Right in the intro, and the but they never actually act bureaucratic in the in the books. They're yeah. just evil. Yeah. But in the, the film, in the they actually they, made them bureaucratic. They, like, with, they really permission made them. to chase yeah. the chip. Well, you have to fill in the requisition yeah. form for acquiring per- permission for chasing the ship. Right. Yeah. Whatever that whole thing that that I actually and even liked. when they go to the other place, it's Vogons who are running the running the place where you have to yep. fill out the forms and all yep. that. Yep. So. So yeah, they actually. They so actually, like one of the good, few good things in that movie, because otherwise it's a crap movie. Have we, you guys done that? We yeah, we did that one. It's I like. I, yeah, we did. I don't know if you were I don't there. Think I was in that one then. Yeah, but I liked. I like the Hitchhiker's Guide movie. What I don't like is the like hour they put in the middle of it. Yeah. Like the Hitchhiker's Guide movie where they made a movie out of the book The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is great but they just put this weird like hour in the middle of it about like Hamakavula. If you take it out you can do yeah. a thing it's like it's it's perfect like they arrive at a planet but it's not Magrathia. And then later in the movie they just pick right back up to and then they arrive at a planet it's Magrathia. You just cut it out and bookend it and then you have like a, a perfect 40 minute Hitchhiker's Guide movie. Oh it's nowhere near perfect. The only thing perfect in that thing is that one line about the point of view gun where like it doesn't work. I'm already a woman, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like the one, the one funny thing in the movie. Because the problem with Hitchhiker's Guide is so much about the verbal comedy. Yeah, and it really doesn't yeah. work translated into a film unless you have voiceovers. And I don't know why people are so against voiceovers in film because I think it's a completely brilliant technique. It worked in this movie. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, don't know. I think I think Zoe Deschanel would have been a. I, I don't know if it was the direction. I think she should have been a good choice, but for whatever reason, she wasn't. Yeah. I don't know what went wrong with that. It did that, not work out. But it was... Well, it, it was better it than the... awesome on paper, but it was just not going to happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, in this movie where things are happening hey, at, a, so... at a frightening clip, may I point out, wow, <laughs> this is our action finale, kids. Oh, those kids love their, you know, off-the-cuff, buccaneer style of those mystics. Yeah, the way they're... Shambling No one will place. be seated during yeah. the shambling sequence for, uh, yes. During the shambling into place for the <laughs> they're really yeah. high speed yeah this is where you see this is this is where you see again the movie is the victim of its own choices it's like okay so now we've got all the slow moving characters have to cover all this ground and the least emotive characters have to emote now so it's a difficult scene and, that's uh, all I think it doesn't it doesn't quite come together couldn't so, it be a thing where the gufflings were trying to run and they were just sitting there talking? That would have been way better. Yes, exactly. If the, if the, These suns are not terribly successful. Not the best either. optical yeah. uh, Especially effects, when the sky is brighter than the sun is. Again, yeah. for 82, we give it the handicap of like, well, you know, come on. Do what you can. 
Oh, yeah, see, literally just just, just tumbleweed. Just roll it. Just roll it. Here, bowl it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me. Hey, bro, bowl me a triple. Now, of course, when now when, when, when as a puppeteer, when you end up doing a scene like that, of course, you have to kind of go. That's the best work I've ever done. I've never been more proud of a scene than the shot we just did. Where we I roll just, the puppet across the hallway. I, just, that's, I think I think my career peak just happened right there. Well, that's how they got Carrie Fisher through most of the first Star Wars movie. Pretty much, though. yeah. Just exactly. like rolled her through the so shot. They just kind of push her. They put some peanut butter on the roof of her mouth. <laughs> I'm not a committee. June Foray. June Foray actually dubbed most of those lines. Yeah. yeah that's no, why she had those, you know, cinnamon you roll, bun rolls. No, no, no. You roll her in cocaine and then you toss her on set. <laughs> she slides across the counter like a fine dough, let me tell you. <laughs> No cinnamon bun hairdo. That was the wheels she could roll. I'm around. telling yeah, you, the key just... to Leia is all baking. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke, cocaine. Lucas would just walk up behind her and grab those cinnamon rolls and go, now point your head there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He just duct taped his so, hand so to the back this, of her head. For a, fin- for a finale, there's an awful lot of people standing in corners <laughs> of the set going on. And it's a, there we go. Oh, hey, a mighty leap. And oh, you oh, douchebag. No. Oh, look, the plot you, has arrived. You had one job. <laughs> you had one this job, job Delphine. was kind of hard. Oh, uh-huh. Like any other, how about when the when the when the Skeksis are having their ten hour dinner party? You couldn't come in here and jam the crystal. In. Wait a second, I, I I don't understand something. What that was kind of a nice little? What will like, Jen? Whoa. What will Jen do differently than the the things would do? What don't they that's, both? That's don't, an important question. Don't they both want to put it put it into the rock? Is it just who's putting it there? Uh, the mystics. No, the no, bad guys. The, yeah, why, why? No, they want the crystal to remain cracked forever. No, the Skeksis they want to be do. bad. The Skeksis. the Skeksis do, but the, he's saying, why Why did the mystics come wandering over, they're... sing everybody to sleep like they can, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, stick the crystal yeah, back how in? Are they they clearly can't the climb fuck the up crystal. That thing. They're doing it now. <laughs> they, no. can, they can make a little mystic stack. <laughs> make a little mystic pyramid. There used to be more of them, Like too. cheerleader mystics. Yeah, yeah, like cheerleader mystics. Like, hey, yeah. Or Pick they up could, mystics. They could have probably sang a song to a pod person and they would have gone right up there. It wouldn't have been a movie, you know. Oh, now that's gnarly. But I'll yeah. tell you, this Just movie the, is right about one thing, man. I really do miss sticks. Uh, wah. When Dennis uh, Young left, uh, man, everything uh, changed. That's gnarly there. Look at that little... Now she's definitely... This is drama. Now she's dying. There's probably sweeping sad music going on. There probably is. I'm just yeah. going to keep humming sticks. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. That's a good song. Sad yeah. puppet. So I love how like, Mr. Roboto... I am the chosen one, apparently, as far as you know. <laughs> Mr. Roboto... Because I'm the only choice. It's an awful song to do the robot to. Like it's people always hum that and associate it with the robot, but it's like the least robot a bull song that's ever happened. It's a weird, you know, arena rock theatrical songy even, song. That doesn't even look like a shard of the crystal. That's like a slot with a. That's not the crystal at all. Hey, it healed it, man. That would have been a great joke. Like now, the crystal is not the crystal. It's not the right crystal at all. So, is, was it ever explained that it has to happen at the moment of the conjunction of three yeah, songs? I, I, I think it's just one, the that's ticking how clock. Knew. I'm just, I'm just asking you, like, yeah, why couldn't they come in the week before, get it in there, and then just wait? <clears throat> it's like finding out okay if we don't get everyone out of this building by 2055 it's going to blow up okay. oh okay so we'll meet around lunchtime <laughs> that day yeah and get everyone out and you know evacuate yeah. in an orderly manner yeah now evacuate a, in our moment of time <laughs> no there's an easy effect you want to do like all right just get the guy out stack the pieces up and push it go <laughs> boink clatter 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 this I always thought was a nice moment when the mystics come in like, and all the Skeksis just lose their shit. Like, oh, shit. Oh, Dad's home. Oh, no. Fuck. We're screwed. 
Look at this. Oh, my God. And this is a huge crane shot, too. Oh, the pain of getting these shots. That looks really oh, painful. Oh, God. There's like 10 guys all going, Jesus, just say cut. I beg you to say cut. <laughs> Please, can we cut? Temper your sympathy with knowledge that they are mimes. That's, that's no, half the time they're me. They're, they're just poor guys like me who are like, I'm not betting. I'm not. They're not mimes. They're memes. <laughs> See, the, the mime can't no. do the head right. You We're get in there. We're officially like, not friends anymore. I'm not built for squatting. Look at me. That was always my fate. It's like when we did a show called The Popples. It was like there was 10 puppeteers. I remember that show. Yeah, it was, I was by far the largest one. And I was the one who had to get in the cardboard box. Why do they you know, have they a had pitch to, for? They actually had to lift me out because I couldn't move my legs anymore. Mystical animal they, husbandry. Gone to, they'd gone to sleep. I could not feel my legs. <laughs> and they, had to, they had to pull me out of a cardboard the rig box. In they were the- like, okay, that's lunch. And I'm like, I can't stand up. <laughs> You know, you were, when you were telling all the stories on the abyss about like how it's just such a big fucking pain in the ass to get in and out of those like underwater sets. It's like ah, I'll just hang out here and yeah. slowly like just start to fall asleep. I <laughs> yeah. was thinking like, oh, that's terrifying and awful. What a weird, awful thing to be. And I'm like, now I'm, we're talking about these guys and these suits and what you're talking about with that show. It's just like, no, you know, floating totally buoyantly and just sort of going <laughs> to sleep between takes. That's not bad. That's not. That's nothing. That's to better. Stuck in one of these. Outfits. In terms of what your back is doing, that's delightful. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun as hell until the air runs out. That's. Yeah, she's. Ooh, boy, she's when she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> that's that's. She's ugly dead. They just got the <laughs> fuck out of her essence. Well, they they got her essence. They got half her essence, and they this stabbed is, this the rest of it. Shut, Barry, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, <happens>. really. Don't <laughs> look. Yeah, isn't this a scene from Raiders? I was just gonna say. Yeah, that's right. Now, now Raiders was the year before, right? Wasn't that eighty one? Eighty one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this movie kind of feels like it's, it's built from pieces of other movies in a lot of ways. There's a there's an optical that's not quite coming together. Yeah, but no, but they literally are coming this together. Is a, yeah, this is a really let's weird. come together. I, 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 this this concept, this concept, the way we got here was clunky and not very well thought out. But it's like the idea of it is like freaky and cool. I like the and I love the design of these things. And then they turn into I, they become Christmas trees. The eternal Merry Christmas. <laughs> I can't. Oh, no, it's I Christmas, everybody. I can't remember what those characters are called. The dudes. I'm a bad <laughs> the, fan. The dudes from Spaceman, dude, guys. I want to call them the Owl Madrigals. <laughs> they clearly came from space. They're from you space. You came from space. They go back to space later. Yeah, no, I came even, from you Sweden. You can't even really make out it's not what, space. what they look like. Sweden. They've got like, go what, half of them is like yeah. skexy faces, but not yeah. really. And they're, Well, they're supposed to be the, the amalgamation of the two. And they're kind of, yeah, the face doesn't make sense. It looks like... Yeah. Blisters and <laughs> they look. They, the masters, seriously, the masters were better looking than that. Yeah, that I mean, these these guys look like they're made out of an interesting thing you can do with sugar if you spend a lot of time <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> and then you leave it out in the rain accidentally. Oh, whoops! Many, Many ages, ages ago, in our arrogance and delusion, we decided to make a large budget <laughs> puppet film. <laughs> It turned out that Henson we, and Oz had never st- actually directed a feature before. We started to cook some crystal. Yes. It turned out to be blue, but the customers loved it. Yes. And then we were... Sp- and after we took bro- out the chili pea. <laughs> then, then it broke, and that was bad. Yes. But now... I see what you did. You small... What are you, horses? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, one of you is... Why am I even talking to you? One of you is dead. I don't even... I'm wasting my time, aren't I? I only no, talk to people in groups of two or more. <laughs> It's like a checkout line. Yeah, we go. Okay, now you can kind of see what's going on. Oh, okay. So like ETs. All right. Is he making out with? Yeah. No, no. He's oh, hugging wait. her. Dude, oh, he's hugging her back that's to gross, life. Gross, dude. She's dead. 
No, he he's told doing her to, the magic. Look, he told her to hug her back to life. Wow. Fairy tales and high romance movies are really into necrophilia. Now you think about it, really like are. people are always kissing dead people all the time. Totally, Snow White <laughs> and whatever. Matrix, else. Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the Matrix and Sleeping Beauty are all from really the same original German folktale. <laughs> the Germans are into necrophilia. That's what you're saying. The Matrix, saying? Sleeping yeah. Beauty, and Liar Liar all come and, from the and same those thing. The, those are the non-weird Germans. <laughs> Th- yeah, those are the Germans you can invite over. I've well, been those a- are just the ones that made everybody a princess. I've been on the internet. Castles. I've seen what the really dark Germans are into. <laughs> mm. The Dark Crystal, mostly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and now then, we go to space. And then they launched into space. space. And then since it was like, okay, so hold up. So now we are masters of our own debt. What what are we supposed to do now? And what was wait? This? How do we eat? <laughs> what was how this? do you pee? What was, so what was the whole crystal for? And why did the what? Jesus! <laughs> I have a question about the, that chick's eyeball. Wait, yeah, yeah, really? Do we have to? There's two of us. The, genetically, that's really bad. Knowledge. Well, their treasure was knowledge. Being knowledge <laughs> was their treasure. Being one would have been worse, though, but. And suddenly it's just over. And then it just it stops. Does, it didn't even say to end. Then, then they run out of movie. And it, it yeah. stops happening. <laughs> and the castle is and suddenly... And Trey was never happier. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the castle is and, now made of sugar too, I think. And, yeah, the castle. And you're done with the last time you have to watch the Ladies and gentlemen, crystal. wow. It's kind of a bittersweet moment for me. I'm just <laughs> going to... Is it really? I'm going to treasure the credits now. Was it good for you too? Well, that was certainly the most enjoyment I've had from my three viewings of The Dark Crystal. This was the most fun, so thank you. Hooray. <laughs> it was, it's, it's better with people welcome. involved. This movie, like I said, it's the avatar of puppets. It blows you away with its scope and like how hard this movie was to make. It's on a, you know, it's on a part with like abyss or something where it's like this entire movie takes place on the water oh jesus fuck you yes. this entire sweet movie limb, takes place with way, giant fucking puppets sweet limb is it. actually a, a contemporary of deep roy and they're both around still they're both little people who do stuff but that was the guy's name sweet limb what is it with oh so i thought i thought it was sweet i was like what is it with all these guys and adjectives for names um <laughs> sweet willy limb anyway th- you know but i don't actually care much to watch it uh it's kind of wooden dialogue get the coffee that, table book you yeah, can you can flip yeah, through I mean, it at your own speed and you know it's it's the same as the prequels i mean it's pretty yeah. and it's really impressive and the books are nice the, the making of is better than the but uh, i can see of. that this is something that if i had seen it at the right time this would be my shit uh but it just doesn't work for me it makes me want it makes me wonder if uh, this is anything like Star Wars and how I would react if I just watched Star Wars or something. If it's because it's the same sort of thing, a lot of wooden dialogue, a lot of lot of weird like archetypical <laughs> Have you not seen Star Wars? <laughs> invocations and stuff like that. I wonder well, if is, it would seem the sort of same if you just saw it for well, the first the time. Well, the story is the story is kind of clanky on this movie, and it's just it's a little uneven in terms of pacing and everything else. It's just it's it's some you know the 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 Henson and Oz those kids they they you know they they this was had they done either one of them done a feature before? Um, When's the Muppet movie? Oh, they didn't direct those, though. Yeah, I don't think they did. Um, and I don't know if Henson directed anything else. Did he direct Labyrinth? No, he didn't. No. Uh, but, you know, Oz went on to, you know, direct some good stuff. And so, obviously, he was the... Uh, Oz the, went on to be a like a yeah, oddly he, good director. Obviously, he... You know, so, so, clearly, Henson screwed Oz up on this one and held him back. Um, I'm looking to see what his other director... But it's a la, you know, it's a la Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know, Terry Jones and Terry Gilliam co-directed that. Neither one of them knew what the hell they were doing. 
and that movie is also crazily uneven and strange but it, it's at least it's funny so that that's that's what makes it that works movie as a, that one works as a sketch movie exactly just think it's, of it as a bunch of isolated it's, you know, it's okay that it's weird and rough around the edges because yeah. it's just silly and fun that's yeah. the whole point right, of it, uh, so. Jim Henson had already directed the great Muppet caper okay George oh. Lucas didn't know what the hell he was doing when he was directing Star Wars either they just fixed it in the yeah, but he had Marshall Lucas yeah and he had he had made you know he went to film school though <laughs> now Henson obviously had done a lot of work and the Muppet show and for years and years and been on television so they knew their way around but but for whatever reason you know and it's it's I don't know who's credited with the story on this I didn't even pay attention to who wrote it Henson uh, Henson has story credit there's, there's another writer and he script. had a lot of airy fairy ideas that he wanted to get in there he was into the Seth scrolls and things like that so the story just is a little kind of you know, it's a lot of sort of tinker toys of well, it feels like a, mythology it, it, kind of stuck together it doesn't quite come together right and yeah no it feels like some it feels like somebody's baby it, yeah. they didn't want to hurt it's anything. a pet project yeah yeah so it's you know it's it's, um, it's, and it's I don't want you guys to like tear me limb from limb but like, mm. as soon as I watched it, when I watched it again this time um, I thought you know what this movie reminds me of Battlefield Earth oh buddy <laughs> and it's like because fortunately I gave up long ago on other people liking the things that yeah, I like. It's like and I guess like well here's the thing I don't hate Battlefield Earth Battlefield Earth is ridiculous but it's amazing looking it's got an amazing production design and a lot of really good effects to it um, it's just got a really strange story and and you know somebody didn't say no to somebody in there is uh, what's going on with Battlefield Earth but the, you know, I don't somebody didn't say no to John Travolta yeah exactly Oh, okay. So let's name names. Fine. So I don't know who the somebodies are in this case, but I, we can guess. But for yeah. whatever reason, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't have like, you know, it just doesn't, it's got like film school written on it. It's got like, boy, this is the most elaborate. This movie had a Rick McCallum and it really needed a Lawrence Kasdan. Exactly. And then, you know, but that's what everyone's first movies are like. And then you go on to make, you know, to, to, to be better at this. And, and everyone's got these in their back catalog. So. The trick is to never release your first movie. That's yeah, exactly. Just oh, then I rule. But but I love <laughs> yeah. this movie. Chloe, Dark Crystal, summary. She likes it. I I still really really like this movie. Just the richness of the world, and I don't really. Yeah. Do you enjoy? Do you ever go back to it and like just watch it? I watch it in the background. It's one of like there are like five movies that I can just kind of project on the back of my skull. But I'll have this. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. It's oh, only wow, that's creepy. Stop. <laughs> quit it. Quit it. Okay, quit it. Yeah. That's an Invader Zim episode. I thought I wanted to see it, but I was totally wrong. <laughs> no. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> Thank uh, God this is only audio. You radio guys. theater is delightful. Woo. Anyway, but you, do you actually Seriously, go back to put it that, that often? Um, or? Um, every couple of years, I'll get like a hankering. I think one of the copies in this house is mine. Mm-hmm. I think it's this one. Yeah. Do, do you find yourself watching The Dark Crystal or Labyrinth more? Ooh, um, Labyrinth has the fun drinking game. Um, <laughs> Labyrinth I, comes with activities. I hesitate to ask. <laughs> That's the one wherever the dog changes from puppet to Oh, the to dog, dog changing. Thing. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you also get to yell, puppet! Sure. Dog! Rock friend. Mm. Right on. Mm. Zap. Yeah, I still like this movie, uh, though Trey <laughs> tried his damnedest. Despite our best to, efforts. Yeah, despite your best effort. Because... I don't know. Uh, for me, it was really a matter of hitting me at the right time kind of thing and like seeing a totally weird spectacle in the theater and just go like, whoa. Did this have dude. anything to do with you getting into being interested in effects and filmmaking stuff? You didn't I, mention it. We never actually gave you like the appeal to authority, but Zap is all Mr. Visual Effects Maven, dude. Well, you know, but the thing with this movie is that it's all, you know, 
practical and puppets and uh, tray style effect versus I'm more, you know, the digital <laughs> visual, like as, as unpractical as possible style effect person. I like that I so, have my own style. Of it. <laughs> you clearly like tray style. Tray the amazing style. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> totally. So for me, no, this movie, Ooh, they're ma- doing maybe, tray style. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> this movie for me was interesting in the form of world building and some of the designs I really like, you know, the, the spiky weird <laughs> castle and, and the, yeah. the mystics are kind of traditional kind of almost John Bauer troll style kind of thing, which I liked. But this is, by the way, a thing I hate with most movies. They bloody can't do trolls. Why it's so hard? No Lord of the Rings movie or anything can do trolls. Look up John Bauer paintings. That's what a troll looks like. Okay, end of story. None of this nonsense in Lord of the Rings. I'm going to Google this because I'm curious what they're doing wrong. Well, what about that Troll Hunter movie? First was of all, that, was that what? That's the- better. Okay. But the, the, the rule now on a troll has a gigantic nose. Okay. Trolls have a monstrously huge nose. Uh, but never mind that. That was a derailment from the Dark Crystal. So even I see that, yes, the, the Gelfling puppets are not precisely working terribly well. Oh, holy but shit. For the trolls s- that John Bauer draws do look like the mystics. Yes. Yeah, they're they, all nose, right? Just they're, like they're, they're all nose, yeah. yeah. So They look like myosaurs. Yeah, so so I I still like the the movie as a, as a movie. I think it's a mystical story. I don't have a big problem with the you know the voiceovers and all that stuff because it gives it kind of a fairy tale feel, which I like. I actually would prefer more kind of voiceover stuff in film, and I think having voiceovers for some reason has been given a bummer. There's whole this show don't tell thing, which I totally don't get. What's wrong with telling me stuff? What's wrong with having the voiceover? It's like you go out of your way to do stuff in film just to not have the voiceover, which had been so much easier to, to just do. The idea do that. is that you're so, trying to live up to all the promise of the medium. And if, you have to do it, if you have to do it by talking about it, then you should have done it in a book or could have done it just as well yeah. in a book. It's, a, it's, it's admittedly, it's a purist way of looking at it. It's yeah. just like, it's yeah, like, I don't it's like it. the idea of like fine art, like, oh, that's a lovely painting at the bottom. The artist goes, see, what this is about is my mom yeah. when I was a kid, what happened was. Eddie is, calls it the lectern test. When he's talking yeah. about documentaries, when we talk about it like on documentality, where could this movie have also just been a PowerPoint presentation or something because if it could have then why is it a movie sort of thing I think that's the I think that's the the impetus for that thought yeah. Yeah, I go yeah. I'm with you I like voiceover shit but yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. why the purest and you know this is you know courtesy of God help me a film school education is the idea of film as an art form as opposed to as a as a you know money making device um, film as an art form is like you have sound and you have imagery and that's how you're supposed to convey the information you're trying to convey just like if you were, a, you know, a painter, you're not allowed to like stand there and go, "Here's what I meant." By yeah, that. it's like it's like a painter painting words onto his <laughs> yeah. onto his painting. And again, it's it's a purist point of view, and it's you know, it's there's many great movies that have voiceover because hey, you know, rules are made to be broken. But uh, but the general idea of of it is. You should only go to voiceover when you have no other choice. Is the is the is the idea so. But again, you know, plus it totally improves. That's movies. the like purest Blade thing. Runner? It's like it's just like you go, you know, I yeah, I get mine, but just tell you me what you're off doing. Blade Runner. Yeah, you but back off right now. But it's the equivalent <laughs> of saying, you know, I totally get, you know, that you're, you know, you're a mime, but can't you just tell me what you're doing? Because <laughs> right. like, if I have to guess, I might yeah. kill you. Because no, I can't. Because I'm a mime. Well, I mean, you know, rules are made to be broken. Come on. <laughs> Okay, can you write it down? Because <laughs> you write it down. Because you have someone else tell me what Mime you're doing. Mime the letters. Mime sweeper. <laughs> yes, spell it out for me. Just... Wait a second. That's kind of offensive. Now I'm thinking of like deaf people as mimes. <laughs> oh, they're just mimes, dude. They're really articulate mimes. Yeah. They have no choice. That's what's sad. ALS is just mimes. ASL. 
Mime sweep. ALS yeah. is the opposite of mimes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> ASL. Is, Sorry, Stephen. Hawking. ASL is like mime cheating. It's like you're just telling me what you're doing. That's yeah, no, exactly. Act it out, dude. What kind of mime are you? Yeah, you people, suck. But, but I'll bet you people who speak ASL are awesome at charades. <laughs> they probably are. Enemy mime. But you just don't know. It's like S U P E R M A N. He just he, Superman. He moved his hand a little bit, and the other guy knew immediately. Chronicles of Narnia. I don't know how they did that. God, those guys are. Good. It's like they were talking or something. <laughs> Sorry, Zap. We interrupted. Anyway, you. Dark Crystal trolls. Trolls. No, yeah, I forgot where I was. Uh, somewhere like in North Hollywood. Anyway, so yeah, I still like the movie. So if Trey was trying to, you know, kill it for me, he hasn't <laughs> succeeded completely. Uh, had my it, turn it, yet. It's my my little guilty pleasure still. So I, I and for the question you asked of Chloe, what would I rather put in this and the labyrinth? I have big problems with sequences in labyrinth. Although it's Bowie, so hey, mm. there's that. Uh, maybe there's a little bit much of Bowie sometimes you know the chili down sequence they could have taken out perhaps there's quite a bit of Bowie in certain parts of Bowie (laughs) all of the Bowie yes yeah yes that movie has a very high threshold for visible Bowie Does he have a bow in you, there? You didn't even know. make it through the whole movie, and that's all you took away from it. <laughs> well, there's more than 100% of Bowie in every shot of Bowie. <laughs> that's uh, I'll have you know. <laughs> I did the math, and it added up to 100%, and I got out of there. <laughs> once, once you once you get 100% Bowie, anything beyond this is just going to be... Because it's the think, purest form of cinema, Trey. <laughs> can we just the movie is to communicate of, Bowie fully to you. You, you don't want to over Bowie. Can we just Bowie. say that you got to, the, got to critical Bowie? I, I, <laughs> he reached peak Bowie. <laughs> There was, there was nearly a Bowie meltdown. Yeah, you don't want to over Bowie. Because... There were too many rods. That's all it was. Yeah, that's true. How Stuart, I'm just doing so no. many. Wow. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I will probably still go back home to my son and we'll sit down and we'll watch The Dark Crystal never, in ever, French ever with German subtitles. That's awesome. Are you going to be able to tell Victor that you came and did this, or is it going to be like? Uh, oh, he's probably listening right now. Oh, hi, Victor. Hi, Victor. Hi, Victor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. That wouldn't surprise me. No. It's probably in the chat room. Type something, Victor. Or maybe Type something not. in it's Swedish. Four, to see 4 a.m. So I don't know. That's maybe the trick. Has he been Zarban the whole time? <gasps> oh. Clearly, yes. Tricky. Yes. Cool, man. He, he actually does uh, movie commentaries in textual form as well. He has a movie she, critique she, blog. Oh, yeah. I read forum, the, some of them. Did, he did the, was it The Abyss that I read? That I, yes, that I he's done a lot, a lot of them. So, yeah. Said nice things about the cool. abyss, so what's not to love there? Yes, he's a big fan of a certain Mr. Trey Stokes. Aww. So. <laughs> until, Aww. until now. Speaking of Trey Stokes, <laughs> so your fan is listening. Yes. Yeah. Dark Crystal. Okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, in my own defense, <laughs> let me just explain something. For like three years, Zap has been saying, I want to fly to the other side of the planet so we can do a Dark Crystal podcast. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds nice. We should do that sometime. Never thinking that he would actually make good on that. <laughs> so I would never have to confess that I don't really like the Dark Crystal all that much. Because I felt like that was the wrong thing to say. And I was going to be a sad moment where I had to finally reveal. Hope is a dangerous thing. Like, I, you know, I just take. You know, so just let the record show. I did not go. You know what I want to do? I want to sit you down and tell you this movie sucks. Uh, I didn't. I didn't call this meeting. And now you have to make my poor son all <laughs> bitter and cry. I in know. It's like, well, that's too. just collateral damage because I, you know, again, your uh, fault now. I, I, it's there's a whole thread about it in the in our, our page about how I was like, oh yeah, I guess we could, but you know, you, 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 you sure you want to? I mean, you there's know? like so many movies. 
<laughs> to the point where I had to get it. That seems like such an obvious choice, Dark Crystal. It's to, what about what about trolls? Maybe we could talk about. Um, so I, you know, I was, should have done Troll Hunter. What can I? I, I still need to see that movie. I'm but, still with you, Trey. But uh, I, you know, I think I, we have pretty much the same opinion. It's, it's great. It's good, you know, cool, good stuff. Nice with the with the with the puppets and the and the everything is all curly with pointy edges on it and and swirly and and and. And you know Celtic, that's great. And uh, and yeah, moving on and with, with our lives. I, I it just it didn't grab me then. But again, you know, we, you know, you know this guy Brian on this podcast loves Howard the Duck, and we all go, okay, that's just everyone's got their thing. Power. Yeah. Brian invented a whole thing to excuse himself. He's like, everyone gets one, okay? Yeah, the Howard the Duck thing, where you get the Howard the Duck I've pass. Got like five. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, yeah, but most of mine are my one. So again, I, part part of this is obviously it's like when this movie came out, I was already a working puppeteer, and I wasn't paid for this movie, and I'm like, well, I should have at least been in the goddamn thing, right? You know, they're shooting it in Britain, and don't even ask me to be in it. This movie sucks. Elstree. You know, it's in my nature to critique it from a puppetry standpoint and go, well, all right, see what they did there and and totally lose the magic of it and miss the magic of it. And that's just the way it is. If it, if I'd seen this movie when I was 12, I think I might have well had a different memory. Oh, yeah. It. I would shit so hard on a balloon animal movie if it sucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, that's just how it is. I mean, was that a very was that a very odd sentence? I, yeah. I, I needed yeah, that, to, was, that was pretty weird. I, I had to parse it afterwards to make sure I got it correctly. <laughs> but shit on a balloon. I was shit on a balloon animal movie if it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Just rearranging the words in that just, sentence just, a little bit. Makes there's a lot of verbs in there. Trust me, trust me, it does make sense, but you have to kind of unpack I think, it a little bit. I think bit. you've got more of a problem with the adjectives. I think that's a... There's a lot of things in that yeah. sentence. Just, that, was a, that was a there. very busy sentence <laughs> with a lot of ideas in it that uh, <laughs> that uh, that shouldn't really... That are not worth knowing that about. That don't really go together in any good way. Yeah. But, uh, Luckily, Dorgman isn't here because shit balloon and... Yeah, just and, a yeah. shit balloon animal. Just like, <laughs> that's how they did that one guy when he when he died. When the emperor died, it was a shit balloon. <laughs> uninflated the shit that's balloon. That's a good point. Also... Uh, well, Bra- more specifically, they sucked a shit balloon <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Also, Brazil uh, has, a, has a memorable shit balloon sequence. Uh, so... So that's two. There you go. So this is it's actually a, a, a trope, really. So it's a trope. You're not the weird one. Can we move on? <laughs> Do I look German? Is this so. Anyway, it's it's I'm shutting it's, up. it's it's not my favorite movie. Uh, but that's okay. what, so that's. But what I wouldn't I'm, shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a balloon. Yeah. What do I look like? I a balloon exclu- I, I exclusively shit on balloons. I'll have you know. Balloon animals. <laughs> balloon animals. <laughs> Consenting uh, balloon animals. That's, that's a fetish that even Germans don't touch. <laughs> There's no German website for that. That's how weird that is. <laughs> I was looking for a thing to say. It's search engine optimization trick. I'm Zap's right. Zap's right. Google it. There is. A, there's got to be a website. If someone don't do it. Oh God! No. Don't actually do it. If all you right, do right, it, right. I will tell. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's it's an exercise we leave for the listener. Yes. <laughs> Find Just, out if there's a website for uh, shitting on balloon animals, and there probably is. I'm not gonna go there. Anyway, this has been this has been what head. are you doing movie? This has been a thing. You can always wow. find more episodes. What are we doing? Friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum. Damn. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's a great group of people, including but not limited to Master Zap. You can find more people just like him on that forum. Participate in the conversation. It's a great place to be. The Twitter is Friends in Urhead. Facebook, Friends in Your Head. Friends in Your Head at gmail.com. Buy our shirts. Give us money. There's a big PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holton Hill Designs and Tains website. Until next time, my name is T. Christie. Louisie. 
Zap Anderson Jerry Stokes. And this has been What are you doing movie? Ja, det här har varit vad är det du gör film? Vi har tittat på det filmen den mörka kristallen och så vidare och så vidare. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. Good night, good night. Peace. I am reminded of something that you said that I think I promised never to repeat. Let's not go there. <laughs> wow. Kill okay. the feed, kill the feed. Let us please very seriously not go there. Because 4chan already has enough on me. Oh, that's fair. Oh, God. You know, even, so speak, even, even I don't want you to finish that thought. Whatever, Whatever is about to happen, I so literally bef- do not want to know. Before we kill the feed... <laughs> Quoted you on Facebook. Actually. Oh God, she's not letting it go. Yeah. No, I'm just no, I'm I'm not gonna. Okay, so speaking of Drew Struzan's, uh, you know, um, lens flares. Have mm. you guys heard about the movie Tim's Vermeer? No, mm. heard the title, but I yeah. About so it. it's a documentary that uh, Penn and Teller has done. Okay, actually. that's what I've heard about. But I still don't know right? about it. Yeah. So it's about the guy who figure out how the artist Vermeer did his paintings. Because Vermeer had this uh, very interesting style, is that it looks like a photograph, way before cameras were a thing. Okay. Uh, so, and it looks too accurate. The, the image is basically too accurate. And oh, when you know... Weird, cool. Uh, when you know, uh, you know how we people perceive light... Uh, we actually can't perceive light that accurately that he paints it. He paints it mm. too much like a photograph. So people wow. have been wondering, how the hell does he do it? And there's this guy, Tim... Uh, T- oh, God, what's his... T- but he's the founder of NewTek. Oh. So he made, you know, the video toaster and all that stuff, you know, the, the light wave. And so he's really into technology and light and stuff. And he's kind of an obsessive person as well. So he figured... So one day was starting to look at these paintings. And there must be a way for him to do this through some trick. V-E-R-M-E-E-R, you guys. Uh, yeah. Vermeer. Vermeer. With Vermeer. Two, with two it's, a, it's a famous yeah. artist, you yeah. heathens. So what he figured out was that, imagine you have an original painting or, or a, a real person, but he tried it first with a photograph. So he takes a photograph of something. He puts up a mirror. So you see the photograph through the mirror. Then you have your piece of paper behind the mirror. So right by the edge of the mirror, he could actually, you know, paint. And so... At this very like edge, like tracing light, yeah, like tracing light, exactly. So he, where he, at the edge of your draw, is it is because your what your eye can do is to compare if something is brighter and darker than something else. Right. So you just paint in with your pencil until it's as dark as the thing, you know. The so the edge disappears. The edge of the, when the edge of the mirror disappears, then you have the right darkness, the right color of. of he first tried it with just pencil in the black and white right, photograph. Right. So you just paint, you know, randomly paint, and it took. The so he moved the mirror a little and moved a little more until the, basically the edge was matching. And he kept doing that until he basically copied a photograph manually. Did it look right? And it looked completely right. He had no he had no artistic skills and he basically copied a photograph by more or less mechanically just going, okay, this pixel should just be like that. Just like pixel by pixel, basically. Pretty much pixel by pixel by pencil uh, and, and just drawing it so it looks the same. It's like creating a photograph in MS Paint by doing one pixel of gray value, one right, pixel of gray value. Right, but you have to, you have something to compare it to. Right. So ima- imagine, but he did it with a pencil. So he figured out a rig he could set up to make the same thing with not a photograph, but with a real scene. 
So he decided to see if this could be done. Now, he found a new tech, and so he had all his money. He could set aside like a year of his life to do this. So the guy is so obsessive. So he took one particular painting that Vermeer did called The Music Lesson, which is just a room with a girl at a harpsichord and stuff. So he decided to recreate that painting. So he figured out exactly what kind of harpsichord that was. And he like sets it up in a room. He sets it up in a room and all the pieces that didn't exist, he modeled them in 3D and 3D printed them. So he basically spent Hmm. like eight months to build the room. The exact copy of the real room and set up real light. With real light. Just to sit down for another year. And day by day, sit there and just painting stuff along a mirror edge. Right. And just sitting there day after day doing, you know, stripe by stripe. Uh, So the movie turns out was kind of started out as being about the kind of doing Vermeer paintings. Ended up more being about this totally obsessive guy. Yeah, Howard Hughes dude. (laughs) Exactly, the Howard Hughes dude. I haven't seen it because it's going around the the festival circuits now. But it just triggered me when you talked about the Drus Deuce and and how the hell he could paint the the lens flare stuff. Was he ultimately able to... Did the painting thing turn out looking like the painting? I don't think he has shown... It's in the movie, probably. It's in the movie. Right. But I think they, they're you know withholding it so far in the promo material. They show the, the photograph he traced off uh, in, in like some promo materials and right. in some videos. I don't think they have shown the actual result, but from what they say, it looks the same, basically. Did they ever figure out exactly how Vermeer was doing it? Or is he just well, like that's just the a thing. savant they, they, at figuring out what light should be doing on paint? I, I mean, I think the assumption is that Vermeer did something like this, but of course kept oh, it a secret, right? Interesting. So, uh, because basically what they said was that at a certain time, point in time, you know, paintings went from looking like crap to nearly looking like photographs. So something must have happened. Like instead of being this malformed thing with incorrect, uh, uh, you know, incorrect perspective like, and everything, yeah. stuff changed. Sumerian uh, and like Egyptian art. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. So, so something happened there. And th- that's what this kind of movie is about. And I, I, I really want to see it when it, you know, I don't know when it will show up and somewhere where I can actually watch it. But uh, and yeah. it's fun also that Penn and Teller is kind of involved in the whole thing. Yeah, but too. seeing that they've been plugging, they had a movie called Tim's Vermeer that I didn't know what it was, but yeah. I haven't paid attention to if it's coming out. I obviously it is at some point it's going for around festivals now yeah. so i think it should have a fairly wide release in the u.s at least tim's so, vermeer yeah tim's vermeer a guy named tim his vermeer yes hmm. interesting because it's about him painting a uh, vermeer oh style. it just like debuted at a festival like four days ago yes exactly cool i want to see this yeah i thought it was kind of cool and directed by teller narrated by pen yep cool uh-huh. There you go. Well, cool. Yeah, just throwing random crap out there. <laughs> what do you think this show is, man? Throwing mm-hmm. random crap out there? How do you do it? <laughs> yeah. Trendsinyourhead.com.